Hi everybody, and thanks for deciding to watch our drunken Christmas special. To go along with our drunken theme, this video rambled on for roughly three hours, the recordings got all janky and effed up, and the editing was lengthy and impossible. We did this on purpose to make you feel right at home while you're suffering through the holidays with your in-laws and assorted family members you can't stand, which is undoubtedly resolved by drinking incessantly, muting your feelings, and rendering your winter vacation a confusing mess of chopped up unwanted memories. Truly hope you enjoy this very special episode of Arcade Bookshop. Please be advised that in order to foster quality discussions in each episode, we will spoil the stories in each game and text we talk about. Good news is, 90% of the titles we cover are old enough that many of you might already know all about them. That said, we do encourage you to play and read before listening. So if you purchased a Celsius drink between January 1st, 2015 and November 23rd, 2022, the class action website outlines that each can of Celsius will get you $1. Wow. So if you had like cases of it and you could prove that you bought those, I guess you'd get all your money back. Does it say what the reason is? What the lawsuit was about? Um... Misled customers about its health claims because the drink contains citric acid, often used as a preservative, and I guess it's not supposed to have preservatives. Mm. Something very stupid, like always, because people don't take any accountability for what they put in their body. <laughs> like uh, those fuckheads that keep suing Panera Bread because they have those uh, energy teas or whatever they are. Those supercharged teas, which I liked because I used to mix it with my coffee there. Get a big old boost of energy, but a couple people huh. died because they had heart issues and they drank it, even though it says oh, it contains 300 milligrams of caffeine. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know. It's crazy. Dildos. Sometimes I wonder if I'm like pushing it with my caffeine intake. Like, how much do you drink a day? I don't know. I mean, I don't know milligram wise, but I had a. Uh, I mean, I work at a cafe and I had a. Uh, you know, like, when I open, I usually have some kind of espresso drink. I just make so myself something to wake myself up. milligrams right there. Something like that, like 90-something. And uh, and then after that, I'll usually have some kind of... Well, not usually, but I started having some kind of tea. Um, and there was this, jaz there's this jasmine tea there. And I actually hated it. It tasted like shoes. But... <laughs> uh, like, you know, like when you walk into like Foot Locker and it smells like that weird rubber. It smells like that. Yeah. And it tastes like that, too. It's like you're chewing on shoe soles. Um, Why are you drinking that? Well, I was just trying it because it was there. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> I had it. And then like an hour or so later, I was like, I'm fucking wired. Like, what's wrong with me? I didn't, I didn't even take the tea into account because tea caffeine usually is just like not even real to me in my head. Uh, tea but, doesn't count, even like, though you can have matcha tea and be <laughs> fucking going through the fucking roof. And I've never felt that way with matcha. I don't understand. Uh, but I, but man, I had that jasmine tea, and I was wired as hell. And I guess just I haven't had tea in a while, and it's completely different from 
and drinking coffee. You know what you have to be careful with that a lot of people don't know? Pure cacao powder. Because I, in my 20s, I wanted to cut my caffeine intake. So I started drinking those. Like I would get a, just the powder and I'd have a scoop, a big fucking scoop. <laughs> um, and I used it like it was coffee and hot water. And it was really good. It tastes like, you know, hot cocoa. I think I just drank it, you know, plain too. I didn't even have to put stuff in it. And then I was starting to noticing after like a week or two of that, my heart was racing all the time and I felt like shit. And that turned out it could cause heart attacks. Like it's not good Damn. for you to take it in that much. That's You're supposed crazy. to just have like a little teaspoon or yeah. something every once in a while. I just saw a video that said that cacao is better for you than coffee, but probably in the right amounts. Um, yeah, well, the right amounts, like, uh, I forget, like, one or two teaspoons or something, not a giant yeah. teaspoon that I was using. <laughs> or two, I think I was using, like, two of them. So I was like, oh, it's just like hot cocoa. Well, no, it's probably more like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the The video I watched, it started out with by saying, like, uh, it's a better alternative than coffee, and it's probably something you already have in your in your uh, cabinet or whatever. And I went, it, you know, they're just talking about cocoa powder, basically. And they're talking about cacao, but the way they framed that made it sound just like cocoa powder so I went to the store and I was like I want to get some cocoa powder and see if uh, that's better for me than drinking coffee uh, so I started making it and I uh, I was thinking you know because my, my thing is I'm always trying to figure out what's causing my headaches and migraines so I was like, I wonder if that's like a better alternative than drinking like coffee because coffee's intense. So I I, uh, I made one cup, and I feel like I told you this already. Maybe I didn't, but uh, I made one cup, and I got halfway through it and got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently I hopped up back on the sauce pretty hard, but I was off all caffeine for like almost two years, maybe two years, and I can honestly tell you this, Bryce. Other than, not jitteriness, but uh, other than just like being a like at a calmer level, no difference. Mm -hmm. Like I felt no difference with fatigue or tiredness or alertness. Probably because I blew up my adrenal glands in my twenties, <laughs> taking like pre workouts and energy drinks and fucking all kinds of stupid shit. So caffeine doesn't even really affect me that much anymore. But there are certain drinks where if I drink them, like energy drinks, do nothing. At all for me. If anything, they make me more tired for some reason. But if I drink, like, certain drinks, I'll notice I'll get, like, all fucking hyped up. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of caffeine that is, but I absorb that a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm really sensitive to things. I, w I, I don't know. I was off caffeine for, like, a year. And I felt good. And it was probably the only time that I, like, really reduced my headaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started having, I wasn't even drinking decaf coffee. And then like, I don't know, like six, eight months in, I was like, oh, I'll have decaf coffee. That's not that bad. And, um, so I was doing that for a while. And then eventually I just started drinking. I was like, I'll have one, one ca cup of regular coffee a week, something like that. That's and, how it starts. That's what I did. Yeah. And then eventually I just started drinking coffee again. Uh, I'm drinking Trenta fucking cold brews in the morning <laughs> and an energy drink an hour later and straight up cocaine and noon and well hell. long story sh yeah cocaine <laughs> uh, I need the I need to be a little peppy <laughs> long story short I'm getting migraines like th 
three to four times a week. And it's it's so bad. I mean, I'm also eating terribly, so I'm sure that's contributing to it, too. Dehydration. I try to stay hydrated. I I started buying... uh, You know what Noon is? N-U-U-N? Yeah, it's one of those powders. Those electrolytes. Well, it's like a tablet. Or is it the well, tablets? it's, it's yeah, both. The it's both. Um, yeah, I buy the tablets. I've tried uh, those before. I used to use that for running when I was running like marathons and races and stuff. Uh, but I started buying them and drinking them every single morning just to keep my electrolytes up because I feel mm. like I deplete thing things like really fast, and. Uh, I think that's the best way. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell for sure if it helps. Sometimes it seems like it does, and other times I'm like, I mean, I'm still getting headaches. I don't know. But that's, I don't know. I need to. Maybe it's just a tumor. It could be. But I don't know. It seems it seems really migrainey. I I think I I started worrying that, like, I had a tumor and or something like that. It's and, not uh, a tumor. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I mean, honestly, even the vertigo that I have, that is also a migraine symptom, you know? Ah, interesting. I, like, I think I just developed migraines for some reason. Uh, and, cause, you know, in my, it's not uncommon in my family to get headaches, at least, and my aunt does get migraine migraines. Um... I don't know. I think I developed that. I don't, and it kind of sucks, but anyway, anyway. I don't think that people want to hear about migraines. Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe this should become a medical show. Yeah. And then I got this fungus on my balls, man. Like that's what they want to hear. <laughs> and I keep you. chipping away at it, and it just keeps growing back. <laughs> just using an old nail file, chipping <laughs> away at the old ball fungus. <laughs> uh, That'll be your uh, TikTok advert. <laughs> just, just one clip, just chipping away at the old ball fungus and nothing else. <laughs> like Christmas we need a, special. We need a good visual for that too. <laughs> Have a picture of like a really fat, sloppy Santa in the background. <laughs> no pants on, just like. Uh, checkered uh, underwear, boxer shorts, or something. <laughs> I started recording this uh, before before I started recording your video, um, but I, I just figured uh, <laughs> I would just p- pick a bunch of random stupid stuff we were talking about and put it in the beginning. Yeah, it works. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm already getting buzzed. By yeah. the way, I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows it. I poured this before. I think we were on air. Uh, I'm drinking uh, two Mad Elves, which are, I think, 11% alcohol. They're <laughs> very strong. And my giant mug, I don't know what you're drinking. I am drinking. Well, you drank. Use the past tense because well, that is gone. I drank. Uh, well, first I drank an Angry Orchard Green Apple Hard Cider. Ooh, hard. I probably shouldn't do that. What, promote the beers we were drinking? You could do that. Well, I yeah, you know, I don't want to get, like... I don't know. You get demonetized because we don't have monetization, <laughs> and you're not going to get flagged for True. drinking it's, the product. And nobody's going to watch this anyway. So it's Even like, if a million people watched it, they would be stoked that you yeah, are drinking so. their product. Unless we get really homophobic or something. <laughs> then then they don't want to be associated with us. Well, Angry Orchard. But you purchased the product. That's the important thing. If you purchased the product, you could do whatever the fuck you want. You could pour it on the ground and pee in it. What I did was I purchased it. 
I purchased yeah. it at the at the grocery. I purchased the beer and at the uh, store that you could purchase it where I purchased it. And I uh, I also was drinking, which I I didn't I uh, I did purchase this. I purchased this beer. I uh, it's called. I purchased the beer. It's called purchased. I purchased it. It's called. Uh, it's called TT. TT. It's called TT. I. Why'd you crush the can like that? Well, cause I I don't know. I always crush my cans. It's huh. called it's called TT. I bought it's from uh, TT. I uh, purchased it and it's <laughs> it's uh it's an Aslan beer from Aslan Beer Company where I work at, at in, in Pittsburgh. Um, Aslan beer is mostly in the DC area. Here, here's the can. It's supposed to taste. Uh, I I won't say it on air because I I guess they aren't supposed to say it either. But it's supposed to taste like the uh, uh, chewy fruity rainbow candy. Um, why? Can't, uh, because it's a trademark name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it does taste like it, and uh, it's a sour beer, and it's delicious. Um. Oh uh, yeah, Aslan beer is mainly in the D.C. and Virginia area. Um, uh, Pittsburgh is their the first location in the strip district district where uh, they have a this strip district. It's the first location outside of that that D.C. Virginia area, mm, outside um, of the District of Columbia. So that's what I'm currently out uh, of your very thin tall mug. Up. Mine is a man. This mine is, is also one of also an Aslan beer mug, and it's the Oktoberfest like mug. mug. This thing is I could kill a man with this. What can you kill a man with that mug? Where did you purchase that mug? You know what? I have two of them, and I don't know where I got them. They just moved with me. You don't know where you purchased it? I don't know where I purchased it. Hmm. It's a nice mug that you purchased. Refreshing. It is very thick. I have a lot of cool mugs. My like, Lord of the Rings mug. I have a very big horn that I drink out of sometimes. I like that uh, the mugs that we're drinking out of are mugs that we both purchased, and that uh, <laughs> and that they're different from uh, each other's mugs because. Um, you for, didn't copy my mug for you, dedicated, <laughs> devoted. For you, long-time listeners who were yeah. from the beginning, <laughs> all three of you, probably Spencer, <laughs> all of our uh, four friends who listen to this podcast, <laughs> and no strangers, no uh, nobody outside of our fifty-mile uh, radius. Hey, um, we know there's at least one strange lady that listens to this podcast, right? From TikTok. Well, I don't know if she actually listens, uh-huh. but she likes the TikTok. Shout out Jasmine. <laughs> Shout out Jasmine, number one real fan. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? Mugs. Uh, yeah, we always you always say I copy off of you, and uh, sometimes we're drinking out of the same mug. Um, and uh, and you always say that I'm copying off everything that you do, and uh, uh, we just have similar tastes, and I'll say that to the day I die. That's that's fine. That's okay. You know, I'm the OG. I'm the cool one. So you could copy me. I'm all right with that. I don't freak out about it. Man, hey, freaking out. So what are we talking about today? I don't know. I don't know. I don't another know. We're day, twenty. Another we're, victory for the OG. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to chop this intro up, but we're 25 minutes in already. <laughs> that guy let the beer kick in. You know what we played for this fucking stupid holiday episode? What One of the play? most frustrating games I've played in a long time that I destroyed. I beat it so easily, even though it was very hard. And you, did you ever beat it, Bryce? I didn't. But before we say it, 
Giggling. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, everybody. Merry Yay. Christmas. What if you're non-dominational? I'm well. I was saying I was thinking not non-dominatrix, and I was like, that ain't right. Yeah, uh, you are a non-dominatrix. Uh, I guess I you're not have a dominatrix. Be, well, I don't know. What's the choice? Like, I could be one now, right? Well, I think you'd be a dominator, right? No, 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 no. I could be a dominatrix. It's 2023 now. I'm gonna be 2024 here soon. Fuck, Bryce. We forgot. We got to do a New Year special. <laughs> no, we don't. That's the bet. That's that is better than Christmas. What are we gonna do for the New Year's special? Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holiday. You know what I hit people with when I'm at work and they hit me with the Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever horseshit. What? I look them dead in the eye and I hit them with the season's greetings. <laughs> Hard as fuck on that season's greetings. What do you say to somebody who says that to you? Nothing. That's what you say. You too. Is what I say. <laughs> you too, buddy. You season's greetings to you too. Because I got to tell you, uh, in my years of customer service, I still can't make my mouth do things very smoothly, which sounds very suggestive, but... <laughs> <laughs> to those strangers but, that you meet every day on the street. But purely, when I, if someone says happy holidays or Merry Christmas to me, if I turn around and I sit, try to say... Happy holidays to you too, or Merry Christmas to you too. It's not going to come out that way. It's going to be like, Merry Christmas to you too. And I'm going to be like, oh, fuck right. me for the rest of the day. And <laughs> you'll just dwell on that for two days straight and cry. I just yep. give him a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. I just say, yeah, same to you. Same here. Same Here's a here. life hack you might need to be able to utilize. You keep talking. Right. I'm going to get another beer. Okay. If you pretend. You are a special needs man. People will not think poorly upon you when you when you make these flubs or act like an idiot or when they say, you know, Merry Christmas and you go, Christmas to you too. Like they don't they don't care. If I pretend I'm what? Special needs. Special needs. A special needs man. I don't know if that's okay to do. I mean, it's kind of ambiguous because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people walking around that are special needs that don't even know it. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Bryce is going to cut out me talking about special needs. Welcome. People. He always does. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of... That does fit perfectly in that mug. It, I, or I will say that. Yeah, these... Uh, what are these called? Pounders? Is that looks like PP. They're pounders, like right? PP. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like, looks like Piddle. Yeah. You need a, a hearty dark beer that puts hair on your chest. That's what I didn't. You need. I didn't buy any Christmas beers, uh, but well, at some point in the next like twenty minutes, I'm gonna get to the introduction of this episode. But uh, uh, this one is also an Aslan beer, and it's called Tyson's Grandma, and uh, it's a mm. Thanksgiving beer. I think it's an IPA. It's brewed with pecan flavor, cinnamon, and maple syrup. Urine. <laughs> 6.5% alcohol by volume. Did you purchase that? No. You stole it. Damn it. I did purchase the TT, but there's a special <laughs> there's a special perk at uh Aslan where you uh if you work there, they uh they they can things there and they brew things there. So if you work there and uh and you're lucky, I mean I not really lucky, but they do it periodically. Like they, the cans get fucked up, or the uh, 
called scratch and dent, Bryce. Well, they call them low fills or, or yeah, scratch and dent. I don't care what they call them. They're called scratch and, and dent. Well, You're also, in America, well, God damn it. if it's low fill, it's not scratched and dent. There's just not enough in there. <laughs> All right. Well, same difference. But, yeah. So then we get to take them for free, usually. You know, if you ever made your way back to the DPW studios, I literally have cases of beer to give you. Cases now. Oh, well, lovely. Like, like four cases. I'll get back there soon. I got like oh. a line in Google Peach. And I, I got some Peroni. I got oh. some Pilsner or Quell. I got two more holiday cases I have to get for Christmas. Wow. For those who don't know, I work at a beer company and I get mm. free beer on the holidays. So I have two more holiday cases, one for Christmas, one for New Year's I'm going to get. And I haven't even made a dent in the line in Kugel Red Lager that I got Ooh, for Thanksgiving. And it's really good. I'm probably just gonna get I, an, if you like that, I'll give you a case because I'm probably gonna get another case of that if we haven't. So. I didn't. I've never had anything by Line and Kugels that wasn't like one of those special like uh, seasonal flavor, like fruity flavor. That's like mainly what they do now, just seasonal stuff. But I really like the lead log. I like the red lager because that's one of uh, their first actual products. When I started at the company, that's uh, Line and Kugel was just becoming popular. And they had like a creamy ale and a red lager and I don't know, maybe just like a basic beer. But that was it. They didn't have all this fancy, you know, sunset wheats and the shandies of every flavor now and peach and vagina and all that other stuff mm, that you yeah. like. Yeah, I like the vagina grapefruit one. That one is particularly. That one is good. I, I, is that good. combo, you know, you get that like slightly like tuna fish and uh, and and citrus. If the and pH balance is off, it's not good. But you get it fresh, it's good. Yeah, right, right. It tastes like like straight out of the sea. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no farm fish here. This is straight <laughs> from the sea. I'm gonna like want to kill myself when I go back to edit this episode because we're You're fucking not like this. no. Don't cut this out, Bryce, because this is how you get listeners. No, 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 no I'm not gonna get listeners. I'm not cutting this out. I just we're half we're like thirty two minutes in and we're we haven't even started yet. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about the things that we read and played yeah. for like ten minutes. No one gives um, a shit about those because you know why? Because they suck. They weren't <laughs> well actually Christmas Carol's pretty true. good. But the stupid die hard was terrible. Well, welcome to another episode of of uh Caleb listening to me stumble through some speech that doesn't make any sense. And then patiently waiting for me to finish my uh, my my mouth movements, and then rephrasing what I said back to you, so you can understand what I'm actually talking about. Welcome. I think I'm pretty good at that because I work with Spencer, so he uh, <laughs> I, I reformulate what he says in a, in English. Uh, it's a shame that so many people need that, including myself. I feel like I'm a smart person, but when we do these podcasts. While we're recording, I feel smart until certain moments, and then I'm going back and, and editing it, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually a fucking idiot. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of times when I'm editing my podcast, I go, you know what I did here? I said the exact same thing I said two minutes ago, but I just rephrased it and said it in a smarter or dumber way, depending on the situation. And for, <laughs> like when we have guests, for some reason, they just think it's like a new question, and they answer, and it, I bring something out of them. But usually, I'm asking the same thing I already asked, just in a different way. I never really noticed that. Oh, because I'm good. I am perfect. I'm like a talk show host. I am I, like Jalen. Yeah, How you doing? Enough. I felt that way when we finished our uh, 
David Craddock episode, and then I realized that I didn't actually say anything. So, um, well, what did I tell you before we started that episode? Because that was your first ever interview. It's about. I said, Bryce, the... here's what you need to do. You just let them talk. Yeah, that's I mean, what, that, well, that's what I was to. doing, and that's that is what's important, and that was what made it interesting because. You know, I mean, neither of us were talking that much. It was mostly him, which was good because it was super fun to listen to. But uh, you know what I like about guests like that? What? Because I've had that on my podcast where it's like people that are, I mean, make Netflix movies and whatever shit they do. They always name drop. Like that guy oh, yeah, name yeah, dropped yeah. a good bit. Like people who actually do stuff. <laughs> and actually have some kind of success. They always name drop. I don't know if that just. I always thought that was pretentious until I started interviewing these people, and I was like, "It's it's cool though, because like, oh, this guy's legit. He's like, he knows these people." But then I think to myself, would I do that? Like, if I got famous, would I start name dropping all the time? Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, you probably. It, yeah. I mean, it depends, but it depends what you're famous for. But I think I think that's kind of part of it. Like, it makes you sound legit. Well, if you have good stories, it involves other people, right? I mean, yeah, you're not going to tell I good mean, stories about Sometimes, like, it's just simple. It's like, oh, so anyway, you know, I was at the coffee shop, and I always get my coffee. And, uh, you know, David Cronenberg, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. But anyway, <laughs> I was getting my coffee. Like, they just bring it up for no reason. Like, uh, there's a lot of times where that happens. But you're just like, oh, that's cool. He knows big director. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. You know what's funny? I, I mean, I'm not positive here, but. Yeah, I think, so you remember, well, you know the, the TikTok video I posted today where he was talking about Dan Piscina? Yeah. Did you actually listen to that whole thing? I mean, you, I did you, not. Were, you were in the interview, but. <laughs> I was in the interview. Yeah. Um. But, you know, he was talking about Dan Piscina and how he kind of, like, exaggerates things. Um. I think, it, I, when I went to the Cleveland Gaming Classic, I'm, I'm not positive. I'm not positive, but I'm like 99, 98% sure that Dan Pacina was there. Because mm-hmm. I remember uh, I went there with Zach Belanti of Death Comes Lifting, who was on the show for the Halloween episodes. Name drop. And <laughs> that was, that was You're good. doing it already. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, just name him. You named him and his business. <laughs> well, I figured, I mean, you know, I mean, He's relevant. Been on the podcast at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be cool later down the line where we just do that same exact thing that we were just talking about over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, I remember him talking to somebody there about talking to Dan Piscina because and I remember him specifically saying he did like all the moves and stuff for all the fighters uh, in the, or most yeah. of them anyway, in the, in the Mortal Kombat games. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm like pretty sure he was there. Uh, which is... Funny, and I wonder. I I actually worried about posting that video. I don't. I mean, I know he talked about it on the podcast, but I don't know if. I don't know. Look, if he talked about it on the podcast, that's his problem. He made it public. Yeah, but yeah, I think he was there. It's pretty cool. Um, I mean, <laughs> not not that it's cool that the guy who exaggerates everything was there, but uh. Anyway, I mean, I guess we should continue the introduction. Uh. 37, 37 minutes in. Um, what are we talking about today? You started telling us about a half or like fifteen minutes ago. Well, from my understanding, 
you can't use the word midget because it's a slur, but you can still use it as midget football, and then midget wrestlers are cool with it. So I don't know where to draw the line. Sorry, I was just having my own podcast. I, <laughs> that was fascinating. Well, I'm just saying, that's a good topic. <laughs> what do you, where do you stand on that? Because I thought, oh, you can't say midget anymore. That's a slur. I'm fine with that. I don't need to say it. But then I went to midget wrestling last month or month or two months ago, and they just they were just all about it. And then I was like, okay. And then I started watching some uh, stand-ups that were little people, and they used the word midget. And I was like, well, maybe it's like the N-word. Like, if you are one, you can use it. But if you're just a stupid honky like us, you can't. Makes sense. But then I'm like thinking, well, wait a minute, because I'm pretty sure I still hear people talk about playing midget football, which is just little kids' football. I don't know why they named it that. But then I see other things where it's fine. It seems like the only people that get offended about the word are like, you know, like stupid white ladies. So I don't I don't know what to do. Do I cut it from my vernacular, my vocabulary, or do I just use it? I don't know. I I don't know any uh, any small people, so I don't know. But well, see, I have known small people in my life, some with dwarfism, some that are just really short and none of them really care. That's interesting. Italians don't like it. <laughs> they're, they're just short. They just they find it offensive because it's a slur against them. What about? I think it's well, I it's, it's like the the R word. You can't say that, but for the most part, nobody ever meant that as a mentally disabled person. They meant it as an insult towards uh, people just being stupid. But I can understand, you know, where there's some middle ground there that's kind of gray and it's not cool to associate. Uh, a stupid person with a mentally disabled person. So I get that one. But like the midget thing, like if you call a short person who's just short a midget, it's offensive. But if you call a midget a midget, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's not offensive most times because they're usually cool with it. I don't know. I'm not well versed in this topic, Caleb, um, but... I'm very impressed that I led you on to talk about the book and game that we're talking about today, and you proceeded to talk about the word midget and whether or not it's a derogatory slur. Listen, we're not going to be able to solve this, but I will ask you one question before we go on to the actual topic. I need to know this, Bryce, and I need to know your opinion, and it has to be 100% solid. Would you rather be a giant midget... (laughs) Or a small giant, like a little giant, like basically not a giant, <laughs> like a midget. What do you call Like that? you're a giant. So you're like you're, like say you're ten foot tall, but you have the proportions of a little person, or you're <laughs> a little person but you're a giant. Like you know, I'm not making sense, am I? Uh, Fears affected me. No. Well, okay, so you're. <laughs> we have to break this down. So, what's a giant midget? It is a Small per small proportions, very tall, huge. Per, like, what was that? Uh, one of the Marvel movies. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage played a giant midget. <laughs> so, like that, or would you rather be a little giant? So you'd have like freakishly long arms and legs, but you'd be like small statured. I guess probably Weird. a giant midget. I, I feel. Uh, I think. So if you're a, if you're a small giant, then you're still big, but you but you're have... like three foot tall, but you're proportioned. How what did you say? Three foot tall? 
Well, you're a small giant, so you're wait. You're, so your your limbs are proportioned. This is where it is. Your head and limbs are proportioned. You're you know, but you're just you know, you're small in stature. That just sounds like a small, like regular sized person. I don't know. I didn't think it through. <laughs> if you're proportioned, uh, yeah, no, because like I think the thing <laughs> is, giants, giants are proportioned. They're just giant people, right? So if you're a small giant, you're just a person. Yeah, but what if you look like <laughs> one of those people that have the pituitary gland pro- like tumor and they're, you know, their heads roll big like it's you know, malformed and they have uh, knee problems and heart problems so and like like, like big fish guy? Like who? The guy from Big Fish? Yeah, exactly, just like him. Oh, I can't remember his name now. But, I always like that guy. He uh, was in the House of a Thousand Corpses. But smaller than him is what you're saying. You'd be exactly. You look exactly like that guy. Oh, but you'd be three foot tall. Yeah. No, I'd go. Uh, I'd go. Uh, giant midget. <laughs> you can't say midget. That's a slur, dude. Giant small person. <laughs> giant little person. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like causing trouble like that. And if we ever get <laughs> listeners on this podcast, they will appreciate it. I think this is when we need a Patreon for Patreon only <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> if you're paying, this is what you get. This is gonna take me like. 13 hours to edit. <laughs> if you take any of this out, I am done with the podcast. <laughs> We're leaving it in, Bryce. God darn it. See, I didn't blaspheme. So okay, we're talking so... about a Christmas Carol and Die Hard for NES today, and this beer tastes exactly uh, like it des- like it's described. Okay. What did that have to do with Christmas Carol and Die Hard? Absolutely nothing. But it tastes just like pecan, cinnamon, and uh, maple syrup. It's delicious. Mm. It's delectable. And I highly recommend. This Tyson's Mad Grandma Elf, by Aslan Beer Company. This Mad Elf tastes like burning. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what it's supposed to taste like. Cranberries or some shit. It don't taste like anything. It's supposed to taste like cranberries mm. and nutmeg. Maybe I don't know. I just taste. Uh, it tastes like a barley wine. Maybe it is a barley wine or a Belgian. I don't know. I but forget. I, I brought you some Aslan beers, right? You bought me one, and it was, uh, I think, an IPA, and it was pretty good. Which one? Do you remember what it was? What was it like? I do not remember. You brought me two. I think they were expired. (laughs) No, they were were low filler dented, just like this one. You brought Um, me dented cans of beer and said, here, (laughs) drink this. Well, I don't remember. In my recollection, they weren't the most special of the Aslan beers. Uh, But they were. But, man, I've had... Yeah, I've had some really good ones lately, though. I gotta bring you more whenever I get to go back to your house. They're, they're hey, really... if I didn't have a fucking hunk of shit Jeep that could drive more than a couple miles, yeah, I would definitely drive up there and on the weekend and get me some uh, Aslan beers. Yeah, when are you gonna get a new car, Caleb? I don't know. I just bought a thousand dollars worth of tires on it, and i could get a new car but i don't want to like blow through my savings to get a fucking vehicle that i use to get places and end up one of those people who only go to work to pay for the vehicle that gets me to work and then pay for the house that i'm never at because i'm at work i don't you know be what that guy. think of it as a podcast investment i'm buying this car for arcade bookshop i am driving to bryce's house to serve nine listeners every week Shut up, Bryce. You just gave me a great idea. 
if I make DPW an LLC and I start the uh, podcast slash convention circuit again, because we used to actually interview people and go to conventions and cover them as press. Like I did that. We did that for years when we had the website up. If I could get the podcast is that uh, maybe I could use it as a business expense. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, well, yeah. I mean, I think, I, honestly, I think even, I was talking to my friend at work about this because he thinks about that shit all the time. Uh, I think even now, uh, even though we're not profiting anything, I think we can claim things as business expenses. I just don't know how it works. You have to claim a loss as all. And I don't know how that works. Well, you have to be an LLC, though, right? To do that. Or is that just because you have employees? Maybe that's just if you no, have employees. I don't think so. Because I have a I DBA for DPW, like, you know, my bank account. That's because when we were the, uh, when we had the literary magazine online, uh, we had like donations and stuff. We were nonprofit, but we had donations and people would, you know, give us donations and stuff. Mm. So I had a separate bank account for that and had a DBA under Drunken Pen. I had a business card. I felt real fancy. Still do, actually. I could probably still use that. But uh, I, where was I going with this? Oh, I never thought about like, hey, maybe we can get some tax breaks on some shit. I'm sure you can't get a free car, but you could probably get a tax break because I know, uh, there, well, there's a lot of you see them all the time. Like Moe's has a Moe's vehicle that just sits parked all the time. I don't even know if they use it. Um, there's a Crazy Horse Coffee by me that has a fucking really. It's got to be like an eighty thousand dollar pickup truck, Hunter Green, and it has Crazy Horse along the side. And I feel because it's always just sitting too. I feel like they use some kind of tax break to buy that, like a Wait, business what's, expense. What's Crazy Horse? It's a coffee shop. Okay. I think there's a couple of them. I know there's one up my way. I know Crazy Mocha. No, it's called Crazy Horse. There's a there's at least two of them. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a small chain or something okay. around here. Well, speaking of that, it, <laughs> I had a funny thing today. Today was our office Christmas party. Um, and I work at this relocation company. And uh, so basically they... Uh, we have clients like... You know, we have like big, like big name clients like Netflix and um, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper Snapple, Dr. Pepper Snapple Company. Uh, <laughs> they say it so fast. <laughs> my brother always does that, so I have it in my head that you have to say it fast. Dr. Pepper Snapple Company. Okay. Um, no, we have and we have like government clients. Um, anyway, basically, we just like move people from place to place based on what their company where their company wants them to be um like um anyway yeah we just help help people move but <laughs> we were uh, having our party and we were eating our e- eating and we looked outside and we we're like who's like kidnapping van is that outside parked there and <laughs> and our uh, our supervisor was like oh that's the airs van and uh this this guy on my team was like <laughs> he was like, "We bring the relocation to you." It <laughs> 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 struck me super funny because that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it does not. You know what I'm picturing? Like a fucking. Even though I'm not a you know fast car guy or anything, I'm picturing like a a gold Hellcat 
with the DPW logo slapped on the side. Hellcat. It's one of those real... It's what people in the fucking army always get. It's like the new version of a Camaro. Like It's mm. what people... Uh, young teenagers who get into the army after high school uh, buy for some reason. Do you dream more about DPW than Arcade Bookshop, Caleb? Dream? Define dream, like my actual unconscious state or in real life. Your fantasies about your success. Oh, I fantasize about dumping both and becoming a multi-million dollar award-winning author. Mm. I'm not talking to anybody it's, ever again. It's nice to know that you're giant very willing to just betray everyone that's in your life. Fuck you guys! <laughs> and then I end up alone on a beach drinking myself to death. No, um... <laughs> DPW, I almost ended last year because I got really tired of doing it. Not because I don't like talking to people or it, just the work. I mean, you've obviously got a taste of it with Arcade Bookshop. You do more because you do the videos and stuff. I don't do the videos, but it gets tedious over mm -hmm. time. And I really just didn't want to do it anymore. But then, uh, I don't know, we just got like a surge in popularity and stuff. And it just kind of boosted my desire to do it. But I... Uh, I wouldn't mind a break probably sometime, but I just, I feel like the only thing we have going is consistency. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the consistency is what's keeping us afloat. I always I feel, I don't know if this is true, but if we miss an episode, we'll go under and we'll never get any listeners again. I don't know. You're, I mean, I, I'm behind, but your interviews have been getting really good. Yeah, I don't know why people want to be, I, fuck, I'm, I'm such a douche too, because I have like, three or four people like publicists who've emailed me some even multiple times about getting their whoever they're working for to come on the podcast and I just haven't responded yet so I'm thinking of just waiting for the new year but like I've got like an award-winning New York Times best-selling author who has fucking Netflix movies and shit based off of their work and they want to be on the podcast I have a couple other people that are just like you know I just good authors. I like get the problem too. I have is I don't have time to read their books. Even when they send me the free books, it's usually like a week before they come on the podcast. I just don't have time to yeah. read it. And I always feel like it's not genuine, you know, like I'm interviewing you, but I'm, I don't know if you're a good writer. So I have to just play, which I guess is probably a good thing because I'm not being biased. Like, Oh, this person sucks ass. And I don't feel like I'm just like pretending they're good or this person's really good and now I'm jealous or, you know, something like that. Uh, but I would like to read people's work before they come on. I just don't have the time. Yeah. I felt that way about, it, it's hard. I felt that way about interviewing David, but his book is fucking huge. It's so big. It's like and book. I, I know I bought it in September, but we were reading stuff for, for our episodes already, you know, like, I, well, that's the thing. We're still reading the divine comedy. I'm not even through the fucking inferno yet. Like, yeah. Which, by the way, fuck you for making me think you finished the whole thing in a weekend. <laughs> I fully I you believed really sold you on that, didn't I? It's completely. I was, I was, I told all my friends. <laughs> yeah. I made you. I definitely know. I made you feel like a fucking like you were remedial reading level because I was like, "You're not done with the Inferno yet." I fucking finished the whole thing. <laughs> the thing I sold is, it really well. I think you do shit like that though. Like you'll, 
I mean, I know, it took you a while to read Don Quixote, but mo- like you read so many epic poems this week, this year. I was thinking like, oh, he got used to reading epic poems this year, all the the classic mythology and stuff. I was like, he just he figured out how to read it, and he got through it all really fast. Because, <laughs> like you said, like the the Divine Comedy is like a, it's like I mean, for you, didn't you say it's kind of like the the build up of all the stuff that you've read this year already, so you can understand it all re- pretty well. Uh, yeah, aside from the fair, references to like culture and stuff, it's actually really easy for me to read. But it's like the Iliad and the Odyssey are kind of fun. Because, you know, there's war and mythology and stuff. The Divine Comedy, while I'm enjoying it, reads like like I'm doing homework. Yeah. Like I have to, you know, I have a test coming up and I need to read it in that kind of way. So I, while I'm enjoying it, I can only read a couple cantos at a time. And it takes me, not even joking, with the notes and actually understanding it, maybe five minutes a canto. But that only like I read ten minutes and then I'm like okay I just I don't feel like reading this right now yeah like, I keep doing that so I'm not even through the inferno yet and I don't know exactly what it is because like uh, at least the translation we have um, language wise it's a lot easier than I found the Iliad mm. and the Ionid was especially like Virgil it was fucking it was written beautifully but goddamn I was bored out of my mind like I just couldn't get my like it was homework times 50 i just could not care about it and i'm starting to get to that point now where it's like i get all the allegory and stuff i just don't feel like i i almost want to just read the intros that are on every canto and just be like okay i get what's going on yeah uh and i don't want to talk about this too much and spoil the episode that we actually do but uh i was thinking that too because he summarizes the whole thing up front and then you actually read his translation of Dante's work, uh, of his canto, canto, right? The frustrating thing for me is that he all like Dante always touched on cool things that were going to happen or were happening, like with the people in hell. And then it just went to other shit. It always goes to other shit. So it's like, oh, we got this sinner, and he's getting boiled alive, and demons are ripping him, you know, limb from limb. But then we're just going to talk about politics from yeah. whatever right. Italy. Yeah. I'm like, oh god damn it! <laughs> like, I want the cool shit. I don't care about the politics. Yeah, it's like a. It's almost like again. I don't want to talk about it too much and ruin your episode, but or the crossover episode. But uh, uh it's like <laughs> I almost said diuretic. It's like it's like a diary. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> if you piss and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's very, it's very diarrhea like. <laughs> no, no, like it's, it's not, not diarrhea like. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like a diary though. Like it, it's it's as if he's saying this is what this part of hell is like. And also, I wonder what like this is this is my imagination of what this this guy that I know in real life would be suffering like in hell. Yeah. It's just basically, if you look at it as Dante's fan fiction, he's hanging out with his favorite celebrity, and he's going on a weird adventure uh, based off of Virgil's The Ionid because Aeneas in that, which copies um, Ulysses from the Odyssey, Odysseus, uh, I'm going Roman because we're in Latin now. Uh, So Odysseus went to the underworld and 
basically had the experiences Dante's having, kind of like the way he talks to the souls, and basically the rules of the Divine Comedy were set in the Odyssey, which Virgil cribbed for the Aeneid or the Aeneid, and now Dante's using the same thing. So it's like I read the same book three times almost <laughs> in a row. So that's what's kind of killing me. And I'm really worried for the exact reason I just said about, you know, he keeps going into the politics and just all the shit I don't care about. What happens when we're out of the Inferno and we go to the Purgatorio and stuff? Like, am I really just going to be bored out of my mind? Because now the cool shit's not even going to be yeah. in it. Now it's just going to be, what, dumb stuff? I've like, thought I, of that, I really too, because I, I can't imagine how interesting the Purgatorio is. Because, I mean, when you think of, when you think of Purgatory, all the... I mean... I'm sure it's different, but all the references that I know of Purgatory, it's just a blank white space. Um, and I know, I, I'm sure that's not what it is, because that would be fucking actually boring. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you know of it. I don't know anything about the actual uh, story of Purgatory and, like, Catholicism or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I had the same fear, because... I, I was like, oh, finally, I fucking finished the Inferno. And now I have two more of these to, do, to get through. Uh, it's going to be confusing because... So the Inferno's hell. So we get all that stuff and the allegory that goes along with that. Fine. We get to Purgatorio. Is It has to just be philosophy, I think. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, the religious aspects of the time. And I don't see it being... Because... Hell is human reasoning. And then when he goes to uh, purgatory, he leaves human reasoning behind, a.k.a. Virgil. He leaves them behind. So what the fuck are we going to have? Divine knowledge? Or is that going to be in the Paradiso or whatever the fucking last one is? Paradiso. I, I don't even know what that one is. Heaven, but I don't know what that... I just I feel like I'm going to be massively bored. And there's a reason why everybody <laughs> talks about the, you know, the Inferno... And every, you know, games are made from the Inferno, movies are from the Inferno, everything's from the Inferno, references to the Inferno, none of the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. You hear about the other two. Yeah. I, which are I, like 800 more pages or something, <laughs> like 600 pages. I don't even know when I realized that it's a trilogy. Like, uh, you always hear Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Which is funny because it's not called Dante's Inferno. It's no, called it's the Divine Comedy. Yeah, it's which called is a great name. The uh, Divine Comedy or The Inferno by Dante Alighieri, or however you say it. That's close. Alighieri, but Alighieri. you got to do this with your fingers. Alighieri. 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 But yeah, like nobody, unless it's an intellectual circle, do they talk about? <laughs> they talk I, about uh, the the. Uh, Oh my god, what's it called? The Purgatorio? Yeah. Or the Paradiso. I feel like we're heading into scholarship area where it's just academic blobbity gookity gookity gak. Yeah, so you know what? We never do this, but since this episode is gonna be three fucking hours long, uh why don't we <laughs> why don't we take a break and we'll come back and we'll actually talk about the topic at hand. I concur. Alright, because I got a pee pee. Ew, that's your wee wee. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. Back again with the fungal sack. Chipping away, chipping away. Nobody <laughs> mentioned my cool sweater. Polar bear on the skis shooting a rocket launcher. 
polar bears on the skis shooting a rocket launcher. Where the fuck did you get that? We played Die Hard for Nintendo Entertainment System. The original Nintendo. The original Nintendo Die Hard game. Or Nintendo. NES. Do you guys know what that means? Is there a point coming, or are we just no. say the words? No, I'm just rambling here. <laughs> All right, so I started playing the game, I think, before you did, Bryce, and I immediately texted you something along the lines of, fuck this game, this game is impossible, no one could ever beat this game. Am I correct in that statement? Something like that, yeah. Because uh, I played advanced mode right off the back, so like, NES, fuck, it can't be too hard. It was astronomically hard. So I went to beginner mode, and... I died 400 times in about not even two minutes. But then I decided I'm not going to shoot anybody. I'm just going to run in a couple circles and figure out how to play this game with its two working buttons. <laughs> and then I beat it within 45 minutes. And I, I was inc- I didn't know what I was doing. All I did was run around an office building, shooting everything I saw, and did not know what like what my objective was, didn't know what I was doing. I just figured I need to go to the roof. That's all I have to do, right? Go to the roof and just go into any doors or anything I haven't gone in before. That's how I did it, and I beat it very easily. And then I told you, oh, that wasn't so bad, actually. And then you just proceeded to fucking die for eight hours straight. Dude, I don't know how you did that. I didn't even try playing it on the hard mode. I just went straight for the easy or beginner or whatever. And, man, I fucking had just complete and utter misery the entire game. I could not figure that shit out. I even followed a walkthrough and couldn't beat it. I don't know how I beat it so easily. Uh, I found that there were soda machines you could blow up and get health. I mm-hmm. found that very early, so that that probably saved me. I found that very late. And I, and I accidentally <laughs> found, because apparently if you step on glass, which on the, I think the second level that I went to, you step on glass like the movie, and then you walk really slow. I wasn't walking super slow. I didn't even know there was a... You told me there was some kind of glass in the foot meter. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was there's walking a, so If you press pause, fast. there's a... There's a... Yeah, <laughs> there's a... What's it called? Yeah, a foot meter. And if it depletes, then you're, it moves as though the game is, like, fr- like, freezing and, like, lagging real bad. It's, like, it's just unbearable. And, and See, that, I never got to that. I just was at a slow jog. After that level, and then I, not too long, I was fucking around in the vents, and I found a health thing that fixed my feet, and then I was just speeding through, I just flew through the rest of it. Uh, near the end of the game, though, there is a, um, I don't know, a gauntlet of sorts, there's like 800 guys that just come at you at once with guns, and somehow I was like, oh, I'm gonna die immediately, right? And apparently you could fall out of a window, you told me, I didn't know you could fall out of yeah. a window, but I maneuvered in such a weird way to the left that I spun around and shot the two, because I remember it was very vivid. I shot two guys at the top of the screen as I did a spin John Wick style, and then I must have curved a bullet, and I went to a bunch of guys came out of the elevator, and I killed everybody in one go, and I had (laughs) one bar of health left. I got two bars of life, and then I went and found there was a hostage situation, and I capped this sucker in there, and I'm not kidding when I say this. I beat the game with one bar of health. One bullet, Damn. and I was dead. And I don't know what the restart was like because I don't know. I never 
other than the 50 times I died immediately, I don't know if you died later in the game if you just restarted the level or whatever because I didn't die. I just kept going and going, and I'm the fucking man. <laughs> so I have a question I want to ask you, so put a pin in that. But uh, um, basically, th- this game, just so everyone has the-, the foreknowledge before we continue too far about what this game is a- is actually about and whether or not it's like close to the movie or not uh because if you don't know <laughs> which i hope you do uh the die hard video game is about the die hard movie with Bruce Willis and, pretty much uh, the same yeah and uh, professor snape and very uh, good day. <laughs> and rest in peace alan rickman uh-huh that's his name alan yeah. rickman and uh so Basically, as you know from the Die Hard movie, hopefully, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? What's Bruce Willis's character's name? I can't think. Herman. Come on. Daryl. <laughs> Kofi. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Bye. Uh, John McClane. Uh, John, John is. <laughs> Why did I not remember that? I don't know. It's so basic. To uh, be fair, I haven't listened or watched that movie in so long. I know. I tried to watch I, I, it before no we. Not to know that. Yeah, I tried to watch it before we played, but it's not on anything right now. It's I don't uh, know why, but anyway. Yippee yeah. Kaya, so we're and uh, John McClane is uh like coming to see his wife in this in the uh Nakamuri bu- Nakamuri building or something like that. Nakamoto. He's a hot piece too. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and um. And then terrorists show up. So basically, in the game, you're just patrolling these like four or five floors of this building, uh, this office building, and you have to just eliminate the the uh, like terrorists that have guns, and you have to prevent them from prevent the the uh, you know the hacker guy from unlocking all the locks to the bank vault or whatever like that whatever whatever it is. The um unlock all the locks locks and as soon as the all the locks are unlocked the game is over so you have to do it real fast um and we'll get to that more later but uh so I said I wanted to ask you a question um okay now I have to think of what it is and let me well, can sit. I counter with the question why you think okay how much would someone have to pay you to be a terrorist that is just basically just a henchman and you have to go against a one-man wrecking crew that you watched them kill 20 guys in a row <laughs> and you're 21. How much would somebody have to pay you to go try to shoot that guy? A lot? I don't know. I mean, I assume... <laughs> I would. I guess I would just assume that uh, I'm there because I'm unlocking this vault that has an, an inordinate amount of money and I'm going to get a good portion of that. So risking my life is... Uh, as, I mean, I've already evaluated that risking my life is worth it at that, well, that how point. Many, how right? many terrorists do you have to kill? 40? Yeah, 40. That's a lot to split up. I, you know 40 guys aren't getting that cut. Like, If you're one yeah. of the henchmen, you have to know you're not getting that money. Right. But maybe, I'm sure they're counting on most of those guys dying. See, I don't know if there were 40 in the movie. That's just the game. I mean, I don't know. Doesn't make never, any sense. Yeah. But, well, the question... If you're okay, I wanted to move on to my question for you. Um, 
When you beat the game, did you just kill all the 40 henchmen? Or what happened? Sorry, I'm bibbing myself. <laughs> oh, I got a mustache full of mad elf. It looks pleasant. So, so what had happened was a, a dun gun shot me, 40 henchmen, in the face. Killed them all. I actually blew up a, a, a couple groups of them when I figured out the C4, but I did not use that very much because I almost killed myself once, and I was like, fuck this. Didn't even know how to use the rocket launcher. I think we did, you mentioned, like, how the fuck do you switch weapons? Like, mm-hmm. I, it was stupid. But I there was some objectives you can follow when the guy, which I don't know why, John McClane, I forget, there, there actually was an answer to that, but uh, the bad guy, was his name Hans Gruber? Yeah. Uh, the bad guy, Hans Gruber, he will tell you basically, oh, we're going to the fifth floor to break into such and such, and then you go to the fifth floor. And then he's like, no, John McClane's listening in somehow. Mm-hmm. So that explains that. But uh, I, I did follow those, but I found that I like vastly – vastly went past where I was supposed to. So I went to each floor and killed the fuck out of everybody before he even made those announcements. So I would go to the floor that he would say, and there would be nobody there because I killed them all. And so I didn't know what to do for a while. I was just running around, but I was like, okay, on the start screen, there's a bunch of like four or five, like key cards or something. I was like, I'll make sure I get those. And if you get shot, you drop it. So I always was like, okay, pick that up. So I made sure I had all the key cards or whatever they were. And then I just, like, shot through all the locked doors to find life and whatever was in there. And then I did, like, near the end, I got lost for a while. I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? Am I going to fucking lose because I don't, like, is time running now? And then I got to the roof. I I crawled around a bunch. And then that's when I got to the gauntlet. So I ended up killing everybody. uh, And then you, the bad guy has your wife hostage and you have a shootout with him. And then I don't remember if I had a good. I don't even remember the end of that game. Like, did I go to the roof? I don't remember. The, I think I went to the roof. Maybe you shoot a rocket at a helicopter. I, I honestly do not remember. It was very shitty, but well, I beat it fairly quickly. In my, I watched the a video of the end of the game, kind of, and I think you have to go the to the roof. Was stupid too, by the way. <laughs> I think you have to go to the roof to take that like uh, rope or the fire hose or whatever. To get yeah, into get to the, the window to get into the the room that has Hans in it, right? You break through the window, and that's where the gauntlet is. You shoot everybody, mm-hmm. and then a room to the right has like you go in there, and there's a guy holding your wife, and he lets her go, and then he like fucking shoots a whole bunch, and you try to avoid the bullets. You, I would like to see a speed run of the or not a speed run, uh, one of those don't get hit runs because that'd be very impressive. But I don't know how you can do this without getting hit because I got hit at least once. And like I said, I, I barely had any life, so I managed to survive with one bar. If I got hit again, I would have died. But you, I don't know how anyone would avoid getting hit at least once. But I did They get to shoot the guy like 10 times and he dies. And that was like it. But maybe that wasn't it. I don't think you did go back on the roof. I think that was it. Yeah, I feel like I, I was I was expect in my brain I made a story where that rocket launcher thing you get at some point like you get like a rocket. I was like, oh, I'm gonna use to shoot a helicopter on the roof. I think my brain like coupled that together because the game's actually pretty fucking boring. <laughs> no, the oh, by rocket... the way, just mechanics wise, it's an overhead view the whole time. So think of the original Grand Theft Auto games where it was yeah, overhead. Right. Not that fun. Yeah. 
The rocket is only for destroying the computer system, which is temporary, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. Um, I didn't do that. No, yeah, you go down to four, uh, floor four, I think, where and that's where the computer system is. And th- did you get, like, the... You got the rocket, right? Yeah, I got the rocket. And you got the map that showed, like, that C on it or something? Did not get the map, no. It wasn't the same the same floor as the rocket. Um, I, don't, I definitely didn't get a map, or if I did, I didn't know how to look at it. <laughs> it's in the start menu. It, it, so, like, you get the rocket and the map in the same floor. On uh, I don't know what floor it is, but it's the same floor. And um, it's a map of floor... Four, so you go. Did down, I you, miss? Did I just straight up Mr. Magoo this game? And yeah, just fucking blindly beat it. Yeah, because that's the shit that you do. Remember the I don't get it. I don't know how you do that. Like you I see me play these games where I've done this though. It's like it's yeah, like mystery. I could beat. It. I just. I mean, I'm sure the the NES version of Die Hard is not very sophisticated. You could beat it probably, like I did without doing what you're supposed to. But <laughs> I do not remember a map. I remember the rock. I don't. I mean, I must have blown up a computer, I guess, but I don't remember actively doing that on purpose. <laughs> I could probably now that I'm familiar with what it is, I could probably go back and do it. It's just not worth it. But yeah, basically, you get the map and you get the rocket. The map is for floor four. You take the you take the security or the uh, I guess the security elevator or whatever. You take, you take the main elevator down to floor four. Um, it's like a storage area, but there's like a, <laughs> for some unknown god, like ridiculous reason, there's a rocket launcher down there <laughs> and you stuff, dropped it. <laughs> you stuff the rocket in there and then you have to aim the rocket in the right direction, uh, that the map shows you where the C is. Cause the C stands for computer, I guess. So you, uh. You aim it towards the C on the map, so it's either, like, and, like, you know, it's an NES game, so you either get, like, straight, like, horizontal or vertical aim aims or, like, like precise diagonal aims. So it's, like, a, you know, it's, like, uh, east, south, west, north, or northwest. Price, I could so- 100% full fact, I did not do that. Yeah, well, that you don't need to. Thing I you, did. You, don't, you don't need to, but basically, it saves you some time. So if oh, you, so I beat it the hard way. Yeah. So, so <laughs> when you the, when you fire the rocket, the hard way. Did I set a speed run record I, accidentally? I, I don't get it. So, uh, and that's something I want to touch on too in a second. You fire the rocket at the the C on the map, and when you fire it in the right direction, it destroys the computer. The computer is the thing that. Um, that hacker is working on to unlock all the locks, right? So yeah. it saves you like something like two minutes, two minutes or something before he makes any more progress. I didn't even know the game was timed. Yeah, and and that's why I lost. <laughs> I did, until Twice. you told me you lost that way, I, I did not know the game was timed. I thought I was just doing really like. Oh, I had to take my time and shoot everybody. That's all I did. Yeah, I, I, I remember one time I texted you. I was like, the time's about to run out. And you're like, I don't think it matters. And then I was when like, I okay. I started the game, I was having a very bad time. I did not enjoy it. So I was like, I'm just going to try to beat this as 
fast as possible with like just cutting any corners I can. And I just literally just shot everybody and I beat the game. That's all I did. <laughs> it was I, rocket science. <laughs> I, I was hoping that was the case. Like if you just killed everybody that, that it would just end, but it didn't. And I had to maneuver my way as best as I could through each floor and, uh, you know, stalk all the all the henchmen there and try to find them and kill them all. I never killed them all. And then I ran out of... Uh, my foot meter ran out. <laughs> and <I had> to, <laughs> what the fuck? Your foot meter? And, and it was... It, and then I was moving so slow and I had already used all of the the uh foot health that's provided in the game <laughs> and how did you have so many problems that i didn't have I i'm don't bad at video games caleb i'm bad at them and i can't <laughs> all you had to do is shoot everybody i just went floor to floor and killed everybody i saw on the floor and then i beat the game like i, I went to floor to floor and just killed everybody and then i followed some kind of predestined trajectory where it was like, hey, go to the fifth floor, go to the f- get this, get that. I just went and killed everybody that I saw, and then it was very easy. Well, most of the game I, I spent just running around an empty building. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. It took me like 45 minutes to figure out that the uh, vending machines, if you destroyed them, they dropped uh, sodas to give That's you health. convenient. Which, I don't remember him drinking soda in the movie. Maybe he did, but I don't... I found that immediately. Yeah, I did not. I, I, uh... The thing is, I saw them flashing, but I didn't want to waste my ammo because the ammo was, like, kind of hard. You didn't want to go around punching everybody? Yeah, because I would just die. But, anyway, I... To address the C4, uh, I remember I was telling you that I couldn't figure out how to switch weapons to the C4. Well, you have to pick up, which you probably had no problem because you're just amazing at all video games, just naturally, no matter what. But you have to I pick up. <laughs> you have to find. You have to actually pick up detonators from enemies in order to actually use the C4. So it won't even let you switch to C4, even if you have C4 in your inventory, until you get a detonator. Oh, I had a shit ton of detonators. I didn't know how I got them, but dude, uh, had the first time I played, I didn't get. I, I went through every single floor. Didn't get one detonator. I don't know what. Did you was, shoot through the locked doors? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know uh-huh. what was going on. I and I, I don't think I even once used the UC four to open up. The, did you do that? UC four to open up uh, doors that you couldn't shoot open. Didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, well, did, didn't you notice that? Uh, didn't you notice that you couldn't shoot some doors open? I honestly didn't even care to explore most of the game. I just forgot that my beer. There was, was actually in my only mug. one floor that I shot any doors open, and that was I don't know if it was supposed to be like the main floor at the the first floor. Whatever it was it with the was it a Christmas tree? I don't remember. But like there was like a main floor. I shot a couple doors open and then I realized oh it's just health and stuff in here. I don't I don't care. My goal was I don't care if I die. I am just not getting um like I don't I, like I don't I don't care about the health bonuses and stuff other than the soda machines. Like I just like I shot through a couple doors and realized oh there's nothing really in here and I just kept trying to get to the I, I went to the roof like fifty times. I was like, oh, the ending it must be the roof. And I kept going to the roof, and then I realized you had to do the rappel down to the, through the window. 
and then I was like, oh, and then it just the game ended. I don't, I don't know. I really <laughs> I was drinking when I played this. I was, I was I was drinking a bit, so I don't really remember what I did other than beat it easily. Dude, I don't know, but next time I not come to your house, game, not that hard. You ever play fucking Contra? You know what would make Die Hard better? The Contra guys. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would. It Next would. time I come to your house, we're going to beat that fucking Mario mod. Super Mario Ooh, World we're mod. We're almost done with that. We're like yeah. at the last like two or three levels. It's just so... For anyone who doesn't know, it's a hacked, uh, a modded version of... Is it just Super Mario? And uh, then Super it's, Mario uh, World. Yeah, Super Mario World, but it's Super Mario Birthday, and it is fucking atrociously hard. Yeah. We have to use save space just to get through like half of it. And it's all brown. It's everything's brown. Yeah. Chocolate. It's chocolate. Yeah. What are you drinking? Shut up. Don't worry about it. I want to uh, know. I didn't like get another beer, so I got. I've had this for probably five to ten years now. It is a word I can't pronounce because it's in cursive and in another language. I'm gonna say offhead. Schlotting. A.K.A. Schwartz. Fuck. You would know this better than me. Yeah, let me see I it. I never learned German. Let me see it. Uh, well, let me say it first, and then I'll show you. Schwarzenwalder. Schwarzenwalder. Menorai. Uh, Williamsburn. Schwarzenwalder. Um, it's it, it is basically just a pear brandy. I got it a long time ago. It's very fancy. I don't know if you can right. see it. Schlotterer. Schwarzenwalder. Not Schwarzenwalder. House. Brenner I. Uh, Schwarzenwalder Williams Vienna. Black. Oh, yeah. It said. It, wait, show it to me again. Uh, the bottom? Yeah. It says. Yeah, Black Forest Williams Pear Brandy. That's what it means. It is really, really. Sm- like, the smell is 100% like you bit into a really ripe pear and smelled it. Like, it's so good. Mm. Um, it's been, it's been a year, at least a year and a half since I've drank any of this. It's only half, there's half a bottle left. So that I got this, it had to be at the latest 2015. Like I've had this for a long time. Damn. It's my Christmas booze. (laughs) That sounds good. I like pear shit. Oh, it is so fucking good. It tastes just like a fucking juicy pear if you lit it on fire. Oh. Oh, yeah. I love pear shit. Ew. <laughs> Schlotter. How do you say Schlotter? Let me see it Schlod, again. Let me see Schlod, it again. I think it's a Schlotterer. Schlotterer. I think it's so. It's funny because, for those who don't know, my last name is actually German. But I can't pronounce German words for shit because I don't know German, but I know Ooh. Spanish, Irish, and Japanese. Dude, this is so good. What are you drinking there, buddy? This one. Oh, man, I love this. This one's called, it's it's another Aslan beer. This one's called Durango Doug. Sour oh. ale brewed with raspberry, blackberry, strawberry, hazelnut, maple, and marshmallow. Dude, it's 
fucking delicious. I have to bring you one of these sometime. Here's what we're going to do, dick face. Sorry, that was harsh. Uh, you're <laughs> you're going to bring me a bunch of Aslan beers, and I'm going to give you cases of beer in return. Does that sound like a fair trade? Yeah. Because I get, I get most, like, I, when I get, uh, come January, I'll have a bunch of Aslan bucks. Because another perk that I get is they give Aslan you. Aslan bucks. <laughs> yeah, they give you, uh, they get, you get, when you get hired, you get a gift card. And. Ooh. They give you uh they give you a dollar for every hour that you've worked the previous month. So I get to just spend it on Aslan shit. So I usually just buy beer or like a hat or something like that. Very nice. Hey, what are you gonna do if this becomes our most popular episode and it turns out the formula for our success is to get drunk on every episode? Dude, my friend at work told me is suggested that to me as well and i was like i don't fucking know man i guess we're just fucking getting drunk every day like <laughs> i can't do that i already have drunken pen writing podcast mine i know in the name didn't you tell me that spencer only drinks water he water or gatorade um every once in a while <laughs> we'll give him a little like if we have a special we'll give him a little bit of a. Uh, um, whiskey or, or or something. We when I think for Edgar Allan Poe, we did our. Uh, well, I do an Edgar, I do an annual Edgar Allan Poe test. Uh, fucking can't speak. I'm drunk. I do an annual Edgar Allan Poe toast um, for Halloween, and I usually do brandy. What I like is actually you get brandy and you warm up. Uh, you pour honey in it and warm it up over the stove. It's really good. Uh, but this year we did uh, absinthe. I have some. Mm. I had a little bit of. Actually, it wasn't the butterfly absinthe, which is really good. But oh. expensive, it's like ninety bucks or something. My beard I got, got stuck uh, in my mic. Fuck ninety bucks in twenty sixteen. It's probably four thousand dollars now. I got a bottle of uh, clandestine. It's a. I think it's from Switzerland. It is a not green. It's a clear or blue absinthe. I don't remember, but it's really really good. And we did the toast with that this year, and Spencer tried a little, and it makes your tongue numb and stuff. Mm. Uh, Spencer has Crohn's, so he can't oh. drink a lot of booze because it'll make him fucking sick. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, he can't drink booze anymore, which kind of sucks because at the beginning, or when we, if you listen to the first episodes of Drunken Pen Writing, we always had a shot or a cocktail at the <laughs> beginning. Like, oh, what are we drinking today? We're drinking, and it was a fucking dumb gimmick. Nobody give a shit. And we, abandoned it very quickly but we were always like oh we i would buy like a fucking hundred dollar bottle of scotch or something and it was it was really stupid but um yeah so that's that's the reason why he mainly drinks water and stuff on the podcast <laughs> uh but me i i will in buy on uh booze of sorts I'm drinking out of a straight bottle of fucking really expensive brandy. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is like an $80 bottle of brandy. I'm just drinking out of it, not even mixing God. it with anything. Well, that's, that's dedication. That's what that is. I went through I went through a phase. <laughs> oh, my God, it burns. <laughs> I went through a phase where I was buying really expensive bot For me, expensive. For our price range, expensive. I think anything under $200 is... From hundred to two hundred dollars is an expensive bottle of booze for me. I don't know about you, Bryce. Maybe you're a baller, but I think no. if I'm spending one hundred and forty dollars on a bottle of booze, that's expensive. Yes, um, especially for something you're gonna fucking piss out. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So, but I went. I went for a period where I was buying a lot of these things. I was buying, uh, 
you know, like uh, some Habiki Harmony Japanese. Oh, so fucking good. I'm so mad because I finally ran out of that this year. I drank the rest of it, and I'm like, God damn it, I want another bottle, and I cannot find it. And because we live in the grand state of Pennsylvania, you have to special order booze, and they send it to a liquor store, a wine and spirits in our area, and it's very, very annoying. You can't just be like, oh, I want to buy this bottle of booze. No. So if I want a fancy bottle of absinthe, I have to special order it from Switzerland to the wine store. I can't just go mm. on a website and have it shipped to my house. Maybe you can now, but I, I, I feel like you still can't. I have booze shipped to my house, but I think it was under the table kind of deal. <laughs> uh, like I got a, a bottle of really – I think you might have tried it. The, it was uh, some kind of mead. I forget what it was. It was like a really good mead I ordered over the summer, yeah. and it actually shipped to my house. But usually – in Pennsylvania, at least for the longest time, you had to get it through the state store, and it was very mm-hmm. annoying. Let's talk about Christmas Carol because I'm <laughs> rambling. <laughs> well, real quick, I Die Hard sucks. We're not talking about Die Hard no more. No, yeah, you didn't well, beat it. You can't talk about it, Bryce. You didn't beat it. I was gonna mention something, but I'll, I won't. Um, just say you fucking failed, and you I, for some I reason failed at Die Hard. The game. No, but you know what? I think we can talk about. We've talked about the game. And real quick, I do want to say, so I have notes. I don't want to miss them because I think all my notes are relevant. Oh, my God. You made notes for Die Hard. I made notes for everything because I, I just don't want to forget, like, key points. So you made we a page about, of notes for David Craddock, and we didn't maybe did two of them. Like, <laughs> I know. Question. I know. But I, I just, uh, I, we, we talked about Die Hard for, like, maybe 30, maybe 20 minutes. And then we talked about alcohol. So I, and which is fun, but I want to, I just want to get, I want to make sure we do a thorough reading here. So, uh, and then we can talk about the movie a little bit too. Um, okay. So first of all, we talked about, we talked about the C4. We talked about the locks. We talked about the foot meter, the elevator. Did you use the elevators? Oh, I use the elevator. You use the elevator. They were a little bit too realistic for my liking in an 8-bit game. I thought that... So you're you're making eyebrows at me like I'm fucking crazy. And I don't appreciate it. And Because <laughs> my experience with the elevators was that I had to actually wait for the elevators as if I was waiting for an elevator. <laughs> and this, is an, this is an NES game from like 1980. I don't know, eight, eight, 88 or something. I don't I don't want to be waiting for an elevator in real life time. I waited for the elevator one, maybe two times. Oh, well, you just said you used the elevators as if you used them, like, really. I did. I used the stairs one time, and elevators. I was like, why use the stairs when there's a fucking elevator? Because the stairs are fucking faster. The elevator came to me immediately, every almost every time. Let me tell you, not for me. It took fucking forever. <laughs> Can <laughs> like, we establish I, something real quick? What did you play this on? I played an emulator. I don't understand why yours was such a different experience than mine. I mean, I, I had I, such I, an easy go of it. I don't know. I I mean, I played Even it on, on my... the advanced mode. I was able to get the elevator a bunch of times, like right off the bat. I don't I never know, waited. dude. I I I don't know, <laughs> and I think especially Did you like take the stairs at all. 
I did mostly, but I, occasionally I was closer to the elevator than like, because like certain floors there, there's only the elevator on the one side, and then you, to get to the stairs you have to walk around a bunch of shit. Uh, so I used the elevator in that case because it was closer. But, uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know, and like I, I think maybe the regular elevator was a little bit faster than the security elevator, but even so. There's a regular elevator and a security elevator? Yeah, so the regular ele elevators are on the left side of the screen, right? The right. security... Did you not use the security elevator? I didn't know there was one. I only used <laughs> my one God. elevator. Was if, on you, if you access this... <laughs> if you access... Ah, beer burps. If you access this, this uh, computer on the one floor, it unlocks the security elevator, which you can take to... I think... I want to say all the... <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I want to say all the floors. Maybe not. Maybe it's just certain floors, but it's like it goes right down the middle instead of on the on the left side. I did not use it. I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, and I think you need it to access. You don't need it because I beat the game without. Well, it. you need it to access the fourth floor for sure, and that's why you didn't get to the rocket launcher. I did get the rocket launcher. You got the rocket. You didn't use the rocket launcher. Oh, so you, I didn't. So I definitely didn't use blow up the computer. Then that right. makes sense. Yeah. So I beat the game. Maybe that's why my speed was so well because yeah. I didn't waste my time with that dumb shit that you didn't need to do. Well, yeah, but you know, regardless, I am the way I play video games is, is stupid. I'm slow and calculated. You're and like lose a lot. Yeah. You're you're like I'm gonna fucking jam this and I'm gonna get it done now, and I wish I could be that way. But I'm like all, I I play video games like I play life like <laughs> like I I'm scared so I go too slow, <laughs> so I uh <clears throat> I I play each floor each floor so deliberately. I mean in this case in this game I played I played each floor so deliberately that I went way too slow and the time runs out so fast. It was like I'm going through like two floors, and he's gotten through two locks already. So, I mean, I mean, it seems that way anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what was I fucking talking about? Uh, You're just the elevators. Stuck at the video game, and I'm over here fucking jamming my fat Mickey yeah. in it, just going to anyway, town. And my point, real quick. my point that I was making is that the elevators take too long when you call them. It's like yes. It's like in real so, life, you press the elevator button and you're waiting like two minutes for it to come down. Other fun fact: is a guy who uses many, many elevators every day. If you hold the close button and then the floor you want to go to, it is a fire. Uh, that's what the firefighters use as an override. It'll take you straight to the floor. So if you're in a twenty-story building and you hold the close button and hit the 20th floor, it'll go straight to number 20. Really? If you, it works in my cases, yes. You've, you, you've done it? I do that all the time. You So you hold the close button for how long? And then you just hold it while you hit oh, the Oh, you hold it button. simultaneously? Yeah. Interesting. So like... So like if you're in the ele in an elevator with Buddy the Elf and he pushes all of the all of the floors. You don't have to wait for each floor. You can just hold. You would the have close to do button. it first, I think. Oh, okay. 
So otherwise, if you're a firefighter and then Buddy the Elf is in there, then you're just fucked and the building burns down. Yeah, and to be fair, I think <laughs> that... I, I don't know if that works for modern elevators. Like, I'm... These are elevators that are, I don't know how old. So if it's like a brand new building, I don't know if that still works. So like auto elevators, like OTTO. Yeah, like, well, I mean, there's the firefighters have like a key or something too. Like you see it in the elevator. So maybe they just override it that way. But I, I know that's definitely a hack because I use it all the time. And it, like, I'll go to some places and it'll stop on every fucking floor. I'm like, God damn it. And on the way down, I'll just do that and it'll just skip everybody. <laughs> Interesting. I'm interested to try that. Try it at your day job. At my day job. My day job has two floors, so that wouldn't be super interesting. Mm. I don't know how well that would work. I don't work in the Empire State Building. I work at a uh, small building in uh, Robinson, Nobody cares, Pittsburgh. Bryce. You're right, and I will stop talking about it. And uh... <laughs> need to talk about a Christmas carol. Well, listen... Are you in a hurry, Caleb? Are you in a hurry? I have to pee really bad. Do you want to take another break? I'm going to take a break because I've been drinking copious amounts of booze. Do you want to finish walk- talking about the movie at least? Okay. Okay. Well, real quick about the video game. Um. <laughs> uh. What do you think about the music in the the Die Hard video game? Don't remember it. Didn't leave a lasting impression. Really? It actually did for me. Um, really? it reminded me of the first gen Pokemon games. Hmm. I actually, I mean, I can't like super remember it right now as I'm talking about it, but it had that same like weird, um... it's so memorable. I can't remember. <laughs> well, it, it just blended in with the Pokemon games. So I, uh, no, but like it, it had that, like, you remember how the, the original Pokemon, the first gen Pokemon games, had that like uh almost like spooky techno sound sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, I was so focused on not dying, I don't remember. <laughs> but like in Pokemon, you remember that? Like um I don't know. I just like I I it wasn't I I agree with you. Like it wasn't the most memorable music, but it did make me feel like it it did make me remember grinding through Pokemon and having to like <laughs> honestly endure that music for so long. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's simultaneously super satisfying to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, and extremely irritating, especially when, uh, well, I'll get to another point soon, but I, uh, I do tend to just, I have like a natural liking for all 8-bit music. I can't help it. Even if it's so even if it's terrible, I love it. I don't know if you agree. I like 8-bit music. I think it's fun. Yeah. I so like I enjoyed it. And then I think it works because like if this game was like 30 hours long, that'd be fucking miserable cuz it wasn't it, like it wasn't good 8-bit music. But since I like 8-bit music in general, it works for this game because, and this is another point I want to make, this game, mind you, the movie Die Hard is about, it's over two hours long, right? Remember that, Caleb, while you're texting and ignoring me? I'm actually looking up something very pertinent to our discussion. Oh, okay. Well, Jesus. 
the diehard speed run record is uh eight minutes. One minute forty five seconds. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I mean Jesus, that's kidding? really fast, but I I mean I guess so, I, I guess if you go the, I wonder if no. you can go straight to the fur to the top floor, like to the to the roof, and then just jump in there. I wonder. And then every all the villains come in there. I don't know. I'll have to watch. <laughs> the video itself is only three minutes and twelve seconds. I don't know if how much preamble, but I, <laughs> good lord. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say, but uh, and this will be my last point. But talking about time, uh, the Die Hard movie, the movie, two hours and twelve minutes long, right? Yeah. Obviously, you can beat this game in a little over a minute. <laughs> and even if you're not speedrunning it, like us, like you beat it in 45 minutes. And you can beat it in even less than that. Like, I mean, obviously a minute. Um, it's, like a, it's like an average like 20-minute long video game, honestly. Uh, I think howlongtobeat.com, it says an hour or two or something like that. Um... Why, like, wh- I don't understand why they would make it that way. Why, why, why would they take a, <laughs> a, obviously the story needed to be told, even though it's an action story, obviously it needed to be told over a longer period of time, and they decided to make the video game a time trial, because you can't, I don't think you can spend more than 20 minutes or so on this game. Like you spent 45 minutes, but I don't think you spent I would imagine you didn't spend a full 45 minutes, right? You probably paused it here and there. Um, no, I played it straight through. You think? Was it actually 45 minutes? I mean, I, I th- that's that's what for well no, I I was counting from when I started playing the game and died a bunch of times to oh. beating the game. Okay. So maybe 30 minutes cuz yeah, maybe because I, I I think each lock is only like two or three minutes to un- for for that for the hacker to unlock. So like, so like max, it's there's six locks. So max, it's like eighteen minutes long, right? But if you don't know what you're doing, like I didn't know what I was doing, because I probably spent twenty minutes just going through vents and just walking around empty floors because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean I did that. Yeah. It only took like 10, 15 minutes to kill everybody and get all the <laughs> shit I was supposed to get. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. But that game was hard for me, and I couldn't beat it. I will say it is a very difficult game until you get used to it because those motherfuckers shoot you in the face. Yeah. And, I, and our last point, before we move on to talking about the movie which is relevant because this is a game based on a movie. I feel like, oh my my ring light just I saw died. that. It died. Now you're cloaked in shadow. We'll have to fix that when we come back. Um, I will say, I feel like um, a key part of this game is learning how to spray fire, right? Would you agree? That's what I um, 
after those first rounds of deaths, that's what I acquired the ability to do. I was like, oh, I have to turn and shoot at the same time and just have a like half circle of bullets flying at all times, and that's how I beat the game. Yeah, and I never like fully figured out how to do it consistently, which was pissing me off. I was I, real good. Man, I could not figure it out. I don't know. But anyway, key point key points in beating this game, just fucking go straight to the end and, you look like and a spray ghoul fire. Right now. I'm just gonna say it. You look like a goddamn goblin. Alright, like, well thank God that happened just now because we're about to go to a break. You look like a corpse. At least from where I'm viewing you from. I don't know how your camera looks, but from the webcam, <laughs> you look like a reanimated body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go pee. I have to tinkle. All right. We'll be back. Dude, when we took that little break there, I went to get, or I went to pee, and I fucking tripped over my stool, and I full-on fell right on the ground on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a drunken fall in a long time. <laughs> I did. I fucking, I'm glad I put the mic on mute because you would have heard me swearing. I just fucking crushed myself. <laughs> and then when I picked this up, I realized it was really sturdy. So I was like, how the fuck did I knock this over? Uh, all right. Do you want to talk about the movie for just a couple of minutes of Die Hard? No, no, I don't. Die Hard. Everyone knows it. It's the well, same as the game. There's terrorists and that John McClane saves the day. What we got to talk about? Do you think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Sure. Why not? Yeah, it Christmas takes place tree. at Christmas. I know that I posted it a couple times in our uh, our uh, loyal fan on TikTok. She questioned whether or not it was a Christmas movie, and I was like, absolutely it is. It takes place at Christmas. How many Hallmark movies are there that have nothing to do with Christmas that just take place at Christmas time? Right? That's a good point. That's a good point. What are you drinking now, you son of a bitch? Smoking <laughs> lava. You were talking about that clandestine absent from Switzerland that decided you know what that's a good booze to drink it's very <laughs> strong let see the label what do you call yeah. it clandestine 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 dude I can't I can't function clandestine <laughs> it's from Switzerland I don't know Switzerland language what what is it is it vodka or what it's absinthe. Oh, absinthe. That's right. You said that. Oh, this is weak absinthe. It's only 53%. Used to that 90%, bro. Yeah. You but just, it's very very strong licorice flavor. You just, uh, yeah. You're just drinking it straight? I've never had absinthe. Really? Well, yeah. I'll have to make you an uh, absinthe cocktail. We'll have to go through the proper procedures, but next time you come over, I'll make you one and you'll fucking shit your pants. You you told me about it when I was there one time, but I never I don't I don't know if you made me something or or if you mm -mm. just told me about it. I don't believe I did cuz there's a process. You have to drip. Mm. There's a sugar oh, okay. cube. I don't use the sugar cube. I I think at least the absinthe I get, I think it's sweet enough. Okay. Got to lose shit. Got to lose shit. You know what? Loosh. That's what's called loosh. It's when you drip the water. You dilute it. 
Because it's, uh, you know, it's fucking high octane. Hmm. Mm. Mm. If I drink any more of that, I'm I'm actually going to die. I'm going to perish. Oh my god. You know, just on the chance that the video doesn't pan out for this episode, we should probably make more interesting sounds. That was an interesting sound. That sounded dinosaurish. Yeah, yeah buddy. Mm-hmm. So Can we talk about fucking goddamn Christmas Carol. Right? Yeah, in just a minute. I know we're two oh hours God. in, Caleb, but Christmas Nobody cares about Die Hard anymore. I do want to say just that <laughs> it's cool how <laughs> even in the NES version they they talk about um or they they uh not 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 talk about but they include like like NES pixelated pictures of like Hans Gruber and uh the black guy from uh Family Matters and uh it's very shitty looking yeah it's funny though i had some fun facts about die hard but unless you want me to just <laughs> skip ahead to christmas carol i can do that oh my god just give your stupid fun facts in an orderly manner please <laughs> Do you think anyone's gonna listen to this? This like three hours. If they episode? listen this far, I would be amazed. <laughs> Look at this mug; it's empty, and I cannot get up to get another one. Go get another one. Why didn't you get another one when we went to take a pee? That's a good idea. Cause I got the fucking absinthe. I thought that'd be all right, but then I realized it's rubbing alcohol. It's harsh. <laughs> Did you know that Die Hard is based on a novel? Oh my god, my aorta hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that it was based on a novel, sure. Did you actually know that, though? Yeah, it was by the fucking famous author Mike Rodick. Mike Rodick? <laughs> I don't know. I don't you're, know anything. You're slouched over in your chair as if you don't care anymore and you just want this to be over. My chair is broken and I wanted to talk about Christmas Carol, you keep talking about fucking. Here's a fun fact: Caleb never really cared about Die Hard, even back in the day. I watched it once, and I was like, "Eh, it's okay." Where's it's based on his crime novel like called "Nothing Lasts Forever," by Roderick oh. Thorpe in 1979. You know oh, what else? Thorpe, he might as well be Micro Dick. You know who was gonna be cast for Die Hard originally, Caleb? Dolph Lundgren for for Bruce Willis's role and for uh, John McCain. No, not. Not, what is his name? Dolph Lundgren? Rolf Lundgren? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone? Arnold? Frank Don't Sinatra? Can you believe that? Because. Yeah, I actually knew you, that, but I forgot. Oh, do you know why? Because he's cool. Because Die Hard is, is based on the novel called The Towering Inferno. Yep, sure was. Or no. No, no, no. It's called Nothing Lasts Forever. Sorry. Um, but, yep, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, there, it's a part of like a trilogy or something. And the first one is called the, 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 the <laughs> God, the detective and, uh, Frank Sinatra played the lead role in the detective. So they had, they like had, they were required to ask Frank Sinatra first to do the lead role in Die Hard. But because he was 73 years old, he said no. And they asked, like, yep. four other people yes. before Bruce Willis. And then Bruce Willis finally said yes. 
Can you imagine a really old Frank Sinatra doing that? <laughs> no. That would have been so fucking boring. They asked a whole bunch of other people. I can't find it right now, but they asked a lot of other people. Um, yeah. Including, like, uh, Clint Eastwood was going to do it. Even that would have been kind of yeah, boring. That would have been fitting. He was dirty, hairy. Bruce Willis wasn't even the third choice. They did. They asked, uh, here, I found it. Rumor has it that they asked Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Robert De- Robert De Niro, Charles Bronson, Nick Nolte, Mel Gibson, Richard Gere, Don Johnson, mm. Burt Reynolds, and Richard D. Anderson, who was MacGyver. They were all considered for John McClane and declined it. And Bruce Willis said yes. Because Bruce Willis was a comedic actor, and this was his first serious role. I'm going to hire a Filipino longshoreman to beat your dick off in a non-sexual way. <laughs> I don't care about your goddamn diehard facts at all. I had 21% left on my laptop because you spent 37 minutes fucking uh, Caleb, just computer. plug your laptop in. This is an investment. This is a three-hour-long episode that no one's going to listen to. Oh, my God. I can't get up. All you right. Know, let's my move chair's on. already broken. Let's just move on, okay? Let's just move on. You have to plug it in anyway, because we're not going to get through a Christmas carol in 21% of power and on your laptop. Does Tiny Tim con- come as a midget? <laughs> no. He's very small. He's a child. He's tiny. He's literally tiny. <laughs> he's like Are six you years old. the same beer or is that a different beer? That looks darker than the beer you were drinking before. No, it's the same one. I'm... I'm I, 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 I've been nursing it. I'm getting through I'm it. I'm going to grab my laptop plug okay, and a beer, and I'm going to put this poison back on my fancy wine shelf, and you can introduce... I'll put my mic on mute, and you can introduce a Christmas carol proper so when I come back, if I don't fall over another stool and break something, then we could discuss. Okay. While Caleb is becoming more comfortable and plugging in his laptop, I would like to make a smooth transition into our conversation about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And as soon as Caleb sits back down, we will proceed to talk about A Christmas Carol and all its vicissitudes and details and complications and cultural discussion and phenomenon. Phenomena. Oh, God damn it. I drank too much stuff. Are you ready to talk about a Christmas carol? Yes, I am. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now I am with my Lining Kugel Red Lager in hand. Ooh, mm. you see that nice bump? Oh, popped. God damn Lovely. it. I had a nice nip. I had a nipple on my beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a very studious listener slash viewer will spot the bubble. I really hope that the video didn't get fucked up and uh, everyone can... Yeah, it probably did. It's everyone. probably going to be terrible. Nobody will be able to yeah. see all the cool stuff I'm I hope, drinking and I, I did hope, it for nothing. Yeah, I hope it isn't an exclusively audio episode because that would be disappointing. Um, Fucking suck. You know, sometimes... Did you finally... Difficulties. 
who cares about that? Did you finally finish the fucking Christmas Carol? Uh, I read it in like an hour and a half, and you spent eighteen days on it. You know, Caleb, I don't know how you do that that stuff. I don't know how it's you. Easy. I don't it's know a, how you're so novella. good at video games. I don't know how you're so good at reading so fast. I know it's just a novella, but it's still from like the seven what eighteenth century. I don't know how you or nineteenth century. Nineteen. 1800s. Yeah. I don't know how you read things so fast. Like, it's still... I know it's, like, plain English, but it's also, like, a little bit aged. So it's, like... I still stumble over certain things. I don't know how you read things so fast, no matter what it is. Uh, for the most part. Well, this version, I don't... Because I have a Dickens collection, as you... If you follow us on TikTok, it's one of the gigantic books I'm reading in one of the videos... Uh, I have it in a collection, but I actually found a free Kindle download for the holiday season of A Christmas Carol, and it had annotations. Like, it had uh, highlighted words or phrases, and, you know, just it, you you clicked on it, and it would give you, like, you know, normally you would have to go to the end of the book to read those, like in a lot of the things we read. Uh, so it was very handy, so it helped speed up my... Uh, you know, my knowledge there of not knowing certain things, but I still, I went through it at a normal speed. I didn't, like, fly through it. Read it at a normal, my normal speed. Well, a normal speed, have you read it an hour and a half? Right? Yeah. It's like 60 pages. I know, but I, I was, you know, I was talking to my coworker at the cafe, and... He was kind of on the same page as me. Like, he takes a while to read things, no matter what it is. I don't know how you just blast through things like that. 60 pages is still... I mean, it's closer to 70. It's still, like, 70 pages. And... You know, I can't just... I mean, it takes me... Certain things I get hung up on, too. I have to reread and reread and reread. And certain things take me, like... And sometimes, you know, some pages take me like 10 minutes to read sometimes. Why? What the fudge were you getting stuck on in A Christmas Carol? It's pretty straightforward. Well, let me tell you. Okay. All right. He says poo-poo. Yes? He says poo-poo. What does that mean? Okay. Poo-poo. I didn't write down the you page have, you number. You have to use it in context. What's the sentence? I didn't write down the page number, so I don't even oh, know. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. I'll have to look it up. Hold on. Look oh, how oh. dinky. Look me... how rinky-dink that book size is. Te you know, we're two hours in. Let me take a sip, and then I'll look it up. Take a sip of your mud-colored beer, and I'll mm. drink my delicious red lager. Mmm. Mmm. Ooh. All right. Poo poo. No, I poo -poo. don't. Poo poo. God damn it. Poo poo. Where's the poo poo? Must be in the beginning. Must be, and you're in the end of the book. But okay, must be in the beginning. I don't know where. It, well, I'm I'm going by the order of my notes. I don't know where he says poo-poo. It's not in the first four pages, so I'm not going to labor over it. But, but like, 
Okay, I, I had a couple things of like lines I don't get. Uh, okay, page six. Let me go to that. He says, besides, excuse me, I don't know that. Okay, this is like, this is when uh, the people are coming to ask for donations, right? What are you laughing about, you son of a bitch? I don't know a Christmas Carol poo-poo. It's just a bunch of Mr. Hanky from South Park. But then I scrolled down, and there's a website called the Christmas Poop Log. I don't know what it is. But look at a Christmas Poop Log activity set me. I want to buy one. I'm going to look. Christmas. Oh, the Christmas Poop Log. Oh, it's a log. You could buy an action. I'm buying that. You want something for Christmas? Buy poop log. A boop log activity set bundle includes the storybook of the Christmas poop log and the activity set with everything you need to create your own Christmas poop log. <laughs> the kit includes the hardcover storybook, a wooden log, wooden dowels, paint set, Santa hat, felt piece, wood glue, and googly eyes. Sorry, I don't know why that's an object you could buy. <laughs> what were you saying? Okay. <laughs> It's the <laughs> by the Christmas <laughs> It's the scene. Okay, in the very beginning when the the guys are coming asking for donations from Scrooge. Yes. Okay. Bah humbug. Yeah. So. And he says, uh, "I wish to be left alone. Since you asked me what I wish, gentlemen, that is my answer. I don't make merry myself at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry." I helped to support the establishments I have mentioned. They cost enough, and those who are badly off must go there. And they say, many can't go there, and many would rather die. He says, if they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. And then he says, besides, M-dash, excuse me, M-dash, I don't know that. What the fuck does that mean? Besides, excuse me, I don't know that. He doesn't know. What does that mean? I don't I don't know what. He doesn't know. What? He doesn't know that. Know that what? What does he, he doesn't know? know that? Read the preceding M dash. He doesn't know that. What the fuck? What are you talking about? That many can't go there, many would rather die. If they would rather die, they better do it and decrease surplus population. Besides, excuse me, I don't know that. What is he referring to? Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't listen to anything you said because I'm still looking up poo-poo. I got Caleb. a PDF. I got the Project Gutenberg version of A Christmas Carol, and I am searching. I I did the find poo. Is poo-poo one word or two? Two. So poo slash poo? Poo-poo. It must be within poo. the first five pages because... Poo... I wrote it before this page. Nothing six came reference. up when I typed poo poo. It's P O O H. P O O H. I got it. I'm going to read for the readers, not readers, the listeners, this line that Bryce is stuck on. <laughs> he did pause with a moment's irresolution before he shut the door, and he did not. And he did look cautiously behind it first, as if he half expected to be terrified 
with the sight of Marley's pigtail sticking out into the hall. Oh, but there was wrong. nothing on the back of the door except the screws and nuts that held the knocker on. So he said, poo poo, and closed it with a bang. What are you confused about? He just said, poo poo. I guess maybe I was just writing it down because it was funny. He said, poo poo. Oh, good lord. <laughs> All that work I just did for nothing. So I you wouldn't were say confused. for nothing. I mean, you found the moment where Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, a literary figure from a masterpiece. Uh, 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 what do they call it? The uh, e- what? What do they call it? Eternal something. I don't know what you're talking about. They call a Christmas Carol like the uh, a story. I don't know. Anyway, a novella. Anyway, Ebenezer Scrooge, this literary figure, says poo poo. It's funny. It's funny. It is funny, but I thought you were bringing it up as... No, I had literally no point. It's just he said poo-poo, and I liked it. But, uh... I didn't even realize he said poo-poo. Yeah, but you probably didn't even really read that shit, because you read it in an hour and a half, and you're just like, done! Well, let's go back to the line that you're confused about. You don't know what he's referring to when he says something about that? He doesn't know about that? Yeah, I don't know. He said... I mean... Let's go back. I, Read I, the I, line I, again. Read the okay. line again. Now okay. that I'm focused. Okay. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. If they would rather die, said Scrooge, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. Besides, excuse me, I don't know that. I don't know what you're confused about. He's talking about the workhouses and the people that have to go to the workhouses, and he doesn't specifically know an instance of somebody that has to go to the workhouse or would rather die than go to the workhouse. Can you say it in a way that would make more sense? Am I saying it in the wrong, like, inflection? Um, inflection is not the proper word. <laughs> um, so what he is saying, I believe, is that... To him, death is obviously not preferred to the workhouse, whereas the men he's talking to think that going to the workhouse is equal to a death sentence. Scrooge thinks people should just be able to pick, you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. So a workhouse, which were atrocious at the time, by the way, they were very, very bad. You could die working at a workhouse or living at a workhouse, however that worked. Um Scrooge basically thought that that was not the worst case scenario where these men think it's terrible. Hmm. <clears throat> so I get, I mean, I, I guess I just don't get why he says that. I mean, because it's like, he's a curmudgeon. Yeah, I know, but it's like, I mean, saying I don't know that is almost like, okay, well, I'm not them. I don't get it. No, you don't know enough about workhouses. That's the problem. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, I have a. I. What do you do? You have anything else before I move on? Poo poo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I my next point is about uh the uh the bells in Scrooge's house. Like when. When, uh, I think when Marley comes, you know how 
the bells over his doorway or whatever start ringing and uh yeah what are they for i always wondered that like in the movies too like i i think i think particularly they illustrate it well in the uh the jim carrey one um they show they show all the bells over his door and it's like what are those all connected to cuz you don't really see any like strings or anything any like lines that the the bells are connected to they're just kind of like hanging over the doorway aren't they just like servant bells but they're over the doorway and they're high up what are they what are they for Burglar bells? I don't know. I don't get it. Bells? Um, I put. I should have put a page number, but I didn't. But uh, wait, wait. I have the technology. Yeah, do that. While you do that, I'm gonna bite into a cookie that I brought from work. What the fuck, dickhead? You got cookies? I don't got no cookies. Yeah, cookies. Oh. Oh, the word bell only comes up twenty times. Oh, good. Let's see what the first time. The ancient tower of a church whose gruff old belt... Nope. I keep zooming in on me. After several turns, he sat down again. As he threw his head back in the chair, his glance happened to rest upon a bell, a disused bell that hung in the room and communicated for some purpose now forgotten with the chamber in the highest story of the building. It was with great astonishment and with a strange, inexplicable dread that as he looked, he saw this bell begin to swing. Does that answer your question? It no. was used for the top story. What does that mean? In old times, so this bell was old in old time. Like so in Scrooge's era, this bell was ancient. So whenever this building was erected, this bell was used to alert people on the top floor. So I'm thinking of a servant class. So maybe because from what I remember reading this, he's living in kind of a dump for even though he's rich he's living in like kind of a shithole yeah i think he's living in what used to be servants quarters mm. so you said there's no string there probably is something to alert that bell to yeah. get the servants to uh attend because in those days i think the, you know if you were high society you would have been on the top of the building mm. I mean, maybe they probably just illustrate it well in like movies and stuff but like i because, like, I swear, I mean, I could be wrong, but I swear in, like, the in the movies where they show the bells, they're just, like, hanging there in a row above the doorway just by themselves. And they're just, they just start moving because the ghost is coming. And it's not like, it's not like they show what the bells, like, how the bells actually function in real life. And it's like, what the fuck are they even hanging there for? Just for the wind? Why are like, you so caught up on these bells? It's just, it's just those details bells. that always bothered me. Like, what, what is the bell? And, like, rereading this. It's is just a, lot a literary of... device to show that there's some ghost in the room. Well, I get it, but it's just like, I don't know. These little things, they bother me. It's like, why? Uh, I don't know. I guess because this story is so redone and redone and redone. And I and I watch it every single year. I'm so familiar with it that I that I notice all these little stupid details that don't matter. And then I'm like, well, I'm I'm watching this every year, like many people do. So I'm gonna notice these things, and I'm gonna watch it 
every year until the day I die. So, like, I don't know, it just piques my curiosity, like, why, like, <laughs> even even as insignificant as it is. I mean, this the story is 70 pages long. It's not very complex. I'm going to notice details that don't matter, and I'm going to question them because they're there, and I'm experiencing it every single year. That's why you read the goddamn story so slow, because you focus on fucking bells and stupid shit that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's... I guarantee, I, I'm sure one of our nine listeners is interested in this, though. Maybe. Maybe they are. Or maybe that's why we only have nine listeners. More plausible, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would probably agree, to be honest. Well, anyway. What do you got? About a Christmas carol? Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> You're jumping straight to the end. <laughs> It's a it's a fun tale of ghost and learning <laughs> from your assholeness and not to be an asshole. It's your first mistress. comment. You're just like, I'm done. <laughs> Scrooge learned that he was a toxic asshole and decides to be a better man because his old partner Marley is all gross looking. Do you feel like it's Christmas already right now and you're just like, let's jump to the end of the story and let's just have Christmas and then have New Year's and then start this year over? Historically, I've always hated Christmas, but I am a big New Year's guy. Hmm. Because the New Year is refreshing and it sets forth, you know, the new year. It's a new you, the new whatever you want. It's a new beginning versus Christmas, which is just like, ooh, buy shit for people I don't like and pretend yeah. that I care about them. Oh, I bought you a hideous fucking sweater. Here, you're never going to wear it, but it cost me $50. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. It's, I buy people things that I think they'll actually like, but people I don't like, I don't buy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm shit. I hate the obligation. That's what it is. Yeah, obligation. I do hate that. You know what I am? I am a Scrooge in the making, <laughs> but I wouldn't be a jerk if I was a business owner. Oh, no, my mm. camera died. It's a drunken Christmas special, so I'm just going to have to settle for the webcam for now, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> See, we? I do not envy you editing editing this episode. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be fucking miserable. So, what are we talking about? I believe we said that a Christmas Carol was the best Christmas story ever told, other than the actual a uh, Christmas story. That sounds right. Caleb, you sleeping? No, I'm alright. I'm okay. I'm I'm a little down. My chair broke a long time ago. I don't. How did it break? Fat. Too fat. <laughs> Too fat. What's broken? I don't know. I, I fixed it, but it broke again. Something's broke. It's I an think... old gamer chair. I need a new chair. doesn't match the decor anyway in here. I think this... It's blue and black, and my wall is red and black. I think the icing on this is white chocolate. It looks pretty fancy what you're eating there. It looks like a fucking urinal cake. <laughs> I got a, got another white chocolate chip cookie over here. Mm-hmm. Over here. 
So, something else I noticed. Did you take any notes on this at all? I didn't even think about it before we started, let alone write notes. Oh my goodness. I'm a professional. I don't need notes. Well, I need notes because I am a professional. So, mm. I noticed that Dickens says the first ghost is muscular. Did you notice that? <laughs> His name's Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. They, for, they, for all your Marley listeners, do you do you know why it's funny that his name is Dickens? Because it, why? do you know? Because it has Dick in it. <laughs> That's a name for a member, <laughs> aka a pecker, a slong, a tallywhacker, a dick. phallus. Oh, a phallus, a penis. If you're gonna be <laughs> politically correct about it. <laughs> penis. I like the hard P and penis. I can say that all day. <laughs> we are you are listening to Arcade Penis Shop. <laughs> um yeah, I thought it was a little bizarre that the guy was rippling with muscles even Oops. though he's supposed to be an old guy. I don't know if he's necessarily an old guy, but oh, it's he's like, old. Is it? How how like how emphasizes the sucking of my fingers? It's disgusting. I'm 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 borderline vomiting awesome. watching you you fillet your fingers. So uh, you're getting the proper effect from the I don't like seeing you sucking. fillet your phalanges. It's disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. I my back hurts. <laughs> oh, my back hurts. I keep sinking. Oh, I'm glad I this got is, <laughs> is going to be by far the longest episode yet. By far the worst episode we've ever <laughs> done. Horrible. Got 10 views. If just... people don't like this, they're missing out. <laughs> the only thing we've ever done worthwhile. But, like, how weird is it that the Ghost of Christmas Pass is actually, like, muscular, according to the book? How Like, have you ever seen the Ghost of Christmas Pass in any movie repre- representation come out muscular no but him being kind of hot doesn't make sense if you look at the modern lens, like through a modern lens i could imagine a version now coming out he would be pretty buff he'd be a he'd be hot well there was one that came Sexual. out like last year i mean it was like a kid's one like an animated one i actually don't remember it so i shouldn't even be referencing it but i don't think they did that they didn't make the Ghost of Christmas Pass rippling with muscles and oily <laughs> chest. No, I don't I think so. They did not. And to be no. honest, I think the I think the Jim Carrey one is the most accurate one of all, all of them, from what I can remember. Um, you remember the Jim Carrey one? You don't know that one? The animated animated one, the Disney one. Oh, it was animated. I don't fucking watch these things. I remember Bill Murray. That was Scrooged. That's like the the least accurate one. But it, I mean, I, I like, like that. I like that one. I just watched it. But holy shit, I just got accepted into the New Yorker. No, you didn't. Man, that's pretty cool. You just got denied then? What what, what am I looking up? Rejected. Uh oh, oh, Jim Carrey. No, nobody cares about me getting accepted into the New Yorker. Christmas. Rejected, right? No, accepted. 
You did not get accepted to the New Yorker. The four poems I submitted fucking August 2022. You're not going to... Uh, of all they accepted the stuff, one. They accepted one about a haircut. Of all the stuff that you got that you submitted, you're not going to get poems accepted to the New Yorker. Well, I did, and I don't really care about it because I don't write poetry, so who gives a shit? Shut up, Bryce. 2009, A Christmas Carol. You're, I Sorry. just want to be clear. Caleb's Game lying Harry. right now. I don't know why you have to hate on me just because I got accepted to the stupid New Yorkers. Not even a big thing. You're not, not even... telling the truth. You're not being truthful. You know what, Caleb? It's Christmas time. $417. That's an oddly specific amount, isn't it? Uh, Fucking weird. 400, that, that's what you're getting paid? Per poem. <laughs> for one, I only got one poem accepted, but per poem, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so 2009 was a Christmas Carol story. I never saw that. If I did, I don't remember. Oh, you have to watch it because it's actually. I, I I prefer that one. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit biased because I remember my uh my English teacher said it's the best, the like the most uh the closest adaptation, but uh, I think he's right because I feel like like it. Aside from the fact that Jim Carrey is like goofy and is like in his accents, but uh, I do think it sticks the the closest to the actual events in the in the novella mm. compared to a lot of the other ones. Well, that uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that before Christmas this year. You should do that. October sixteenth was when I submitted that to New Yorker. By the way, and it was a rejection, right? No, they fucking here. I'll read the acceptance. Oh god, they, oh, I don't. Yeah, pick it the up. New I closed Yorker. it out. The, oh, god damn it, Bryce! Why do you gotta be such a penis? Because <laughs> I have a head on my shoulders. The July eighteenth issue of the New Yorker, twenty twenty four, is when it'll be out. So whatever fucking issue that is, summer theme, I'm assuming. You're full of shit. The New Yorker? New Yorker. How specific do I have to be? How long are you going to play this out? That's not true. Uh, okay. Whatever. I don't care. I don't write poetry. I don't give a shit. You didn't get accepted. Ooh. Ooh. What? Hold on. I'm reading something. Leave me alone. <laughs> There's residuals for it too. I didn't know that. Like you get royalties for like even after it's out of publication. What I didn't know magazines did that. That is impressive. You're joking, right? I have to update my my spreadsheet now. Finally, get a good one for my spreadsheet. The spreadsheet's been kind of slacking lately. I actually did submit a. Uh, story today that I wrote today for a myth and lore magazine that I have a good uh, I'm hoping the score I think I have, a, I have a good feeling about it I still can't decide if you're lying or not and the New Yorker is not my first one so for my first year it was actually October Hill magazine which rejected me they rejected that specific poem actually you can't tell me you got into the New Yorker the New Yorker was number eight on my list since I've been keeping track that's pretty impressive. You got into that? So what do I do with that information? 
Well, to be fair, they rejected my fuck. Well, they didn't reject my story. They just never acknowledged it. So I guess I can mark that off. I'll do that now. Oh, I already did that. Never mind. But uh, put accepted. <laughs> what am I supposed to? Fucking New Yorker. The New Yorker. If I'm not drunk, that's probably a big deal. But uh, let's go on. So Christmas Carol. You like the Jim Carrey version? Hold I like up. The Bill Murray this is ridiculous. Version. You did not get accepted. I, I like the Bill Murray version. What, you did I know not get accepted the into the New Yorker. I know it was not accurate to the book, but I thought it was. A, I like Bill Murray. He was crude, right? Like, I think. Fun. I think the people listening want to hear if you were accepted into the New Yorker. I also like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I, I, you know, based on Scrooge, he jumps in the money pit like Scrooge McDuck. If we're talking about, you know what, honestly, we kind of fucked up. Why did we play Die Hard when we could have played the Scrooge McDuck game? I think it's important we're to acknowledge that Caleb's not actually answering the we questions should, here. We should have played I think, Scrooge McDuck. I think you should all know Christmas that he Carol. didn't actually get accepted into the New Yorker because that's fucking ridiculous. He's not going to get paid $417 (laughs) for a poem. It was a free submission. Of course I submitted. It was a free submission, but Caleb writes fiction and not poetry. And the poetry that he does write, 78% of the time, it's a joke. 92% of the time. So even when I submitted to The New Yorker. Even more. He did not get his bullshit poems accepted (laughs) into The New Yorker. I, I submitted my worst. To the New Yorker, but they liked it. So what's the problem with that? I the problem is that I submitted my best to the New Yorker and I got all of them rejected. So I just feel as though there's no fucking well, yeah, possible way cool that you got me. them accepted, and well, I didn't. Let, let me bring up the fucking stupid email. How Cunningham, whoever the fuck that is, how Cunningham liked it. How Cunningham thinks it was good enough. So why can't you think it's good you enough? Get to four. God damn it. Forward Listen, it to me right now. Stop, stop, stop. What we need to focus on is why we didn't cover Scrooge McDuck, which has many games, for A Christmas Carol. That would have been perfect. What were you thinking? A Die Hard. We picked Die Hard. Fuck. Because we were getting drunk. And I thought it would make sense if we were getting drunk and talking about nonsense while I'm eating cookies and where. Oh, I lost my scarf. Go. Oh, there it is. That is actually a good question. Where did how did it fall off your head? Found it. Whoops. Ooh, ooh. It it just hit me. What? I'm excited now. That that's actually big news. You're the fucking New Yorker. That's like you're full of shit. That's though. bigger than that's bigger than the New England Review. That's bigger than the Paris Review. That's bigger than the Dublin Review and all these other fucking ones that fucking. Rejected me. The New Yorker. You know what it's going to do for me, Bryce? That's going to make me the Poet Laureate of the United States of America. And what are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to cry about it. If you weren't full of shit, yeah. What the fuck was the name of that poem? Hold on. I don't... It was like one of the first shitty ones I, I fucking sent to you, I think. What was fucking... If you don't forward it to me in like two minutes, I... Alright, hold on. 100% hold on. don't believe you. Cock lick. That's what you are. <laughs> Cock lick. How do you spell that? Dude, I got a lot of stuff on my Google Docs. I didn't. I've been writing. I've been writing. I haven't been. What's the last time you did some writing? 
It's been a while. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? I've been writing every GD day. It's been a hard year, Caleb. It's been a hard year. Yeah, buddy. Can I confess something to you, Bryce? What? Something very important. You didn't. I get wasn't accepted. completely forthcoming when I said I got accepted to the you New Yorker. Didn't get accepted to the New Yorker. No, but my poem "Kaleidoscope Dreams" got accepted by American Poetry Journal. So yay! Oh, that's cool. No, that's a lie too. <laughs> Just lying all lie. over the place. I'm trying to pick one of those Dante Inferno I could, fucking level uh, of hell. I would grafters. I could see American Poetry Journal. I couldn't see American Poetry Review. No, they rejected me. Yeah, me too. Twice. Either that or they didn't 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 read my work. I don't even remember what I submitted to them. What am I even oh, I got five things in progress. That's not good. Hey, I'm in the running for Taco Bell quarterly. Are you? Kind of a big deal. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know how, but apparently uh, they only get fifty thousand fucking emails. What were we talking about? Oh, That's crazy. We were talking about a Christmas carol. I don't know if anyone cares anymore. No, probably not. But nobody, re- don't submit to the Stardust Review because that would cost $10. And I have not heard anything back. It's supposed to be a fast turnaround. That's a scam. You know what my next note is about a Christmas carol? Tiny Tim has really, really thick legs. I wrote Alibaba in the schoolhouse. Who are these people? Alibaba in the schoolhouse? You don't remember that? It's like Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. That's like Aladdin? I was talking about the, yeah, I was talking about the, the Aladdin and the, the whatever knights, Arabian knights. Is he referencing that in A Christmas Carol? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hold up. What? I didn't read a There was, a whole, there was a whole section on it. Really? So it wasn't like a real person that he knew back in the day? What do you mean a real person? Well, I thought like it was because it was the ghost of Christmas past point. So I thought I thought he was actually seeing somebody he knew named Alibaba. Alibaba. But I don't know. Here, I'll tell you in a second. Oh, shit. That's porno. God damn it. What? Well, I gotta look this up. How do you spell Alibaba? A-L-I-B-A-B-A. It's not coming up. It's That's what it is. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna have like a fucking migraine tomorrow. You're probably gonna feel like shit. Yeah, I'll have to work through it. It's not coming up on my Project Gutenberg. I need to fucking put page numbers down more often. I I was not prepared for this drunken analysis of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Can't believe I got into The New Yorker. I'm going to have to tell my wife. That you lied to me about getting into The New Yorker? She's going to be really excited with that $417. Are you going to lie to her as long as you lied to me? 
That could be really cool. <laughs> You're fantasizing I'll, I'll, I'll about lying sure to your to wife. To, I'll go to Barnes and Noble and pick you up a copy, Brace. Okay, they'll just send that to me or hand it to me because yeah. I'll see you in person shortly. Okay. Um. Anyway. Are you gonna feel like a hunk of garbage when I'm in the New Yorker for poetry and I don't even write poetry? Yeah. I, Caleb, talk to me about a Christmas Carol after uh, from the Ghost of Christmas Past forward. There's a couple more ghosts to show up. One's not as muscular. The third, definitely not as muscular. The ghost to Christmas present shows Mr. Scrooge, how everything is, and the family with the tiny Tim and the Bob Crackett, Cricket, Crotchet, Critchet, Cratchit, Crackett, whatever his fucking name is. He's having a lovely time. And he shows uh, Scrooge, his, his nephew's having a party, and it's fun, and Scrooge wants to be there. And then in the future, the gross of Christmas future or whatever, shows Scrooge what life is like after he dies, but Scrooge is too stupid to realize that he is a dead man. And then he reforms after the, the end of the story. He just, I'm going to be a good guy. That's all you need okay, to do. Everybody, everybody knows what a Christmas story or cri- <laughs> a Christmas knows carol is about. Actually, more people probably know a Christmas story than a Christmas Carol. <laughs> I have my next note. Since you're just gonna summarize the whole entire story, I was trying to pick this apart. the The things that I don't understand about a Christmas Carol that I always that always bother me. So, like, my next my next note is that in the past. Scrooge's significant other, uh, I think her name is Belle, she, she quote-unquote, sets him free for changing in the way that he does. But the book is so concise that I don't think we get a full picture of his life entirely. We do know from the past that he grew up in a less-than-adequate situation. So he was probably poor. He was shoved off for some reason. But we don't really know why. But he was lonely a lot of the time. He lost his sister eventually. She had she had kids and then died. And he he's just left with his nephew and the memory of her of his sister who used to be a be a living relative, living sibling. He, and he truly he has the past to add up to a hardened life, uh, or a hardened person later in life. Uh, to prevent, to prevent like those things happening again in the future at all costs. I mean, that's what happens. Like you experience things, you experience things, uh, and you catalog them in your mind, and you change your character even without maybe sometimes not even with even without like acknowledging it in order to prevent future catastrophe. Um, and I guess I always feel like every time I see a Christmas Carol, because I don't, I, I've only read it twice, I think, maybe, maybe three times total. Uh, but every time I watch it, I always think like how unreasonable for that fucking bitch to just, (laughs) to just fucking ditch this guy. Because of the way that his life was. Like, how 
unrespecting of the things that he's gone through. They're both poor people, but he's obviously gone through something more if she doesn't understand it. And she clearly doesn't understand it because she's willing she's willing to not understand it for the sake of enjoying her life more and leaving to enjoy her life more without him. And you're yawning. And I think this is a very interesting point of conversation. Despite the fact that we're two hours and 40 minutes into this conversation and nobody's listening anymore. I can't deal with your misogyny anymore. I don't think it's misogyny. I would talk about this either way. If Scrooge was a man or a woman. You're not actually drinking that. I got a surge. (laughs) I don't know. It was moved. I don't know. She was. It's the. It's eighteen hundreds, dude. Everybody's a jerk. Everybody's poor. Everybody has to eat fucking hunks of dirt for dinner. It's not (laughs) a good time. Like he describes, like the delicious foods they had for dinner, and it was like dirt clawed mud pie shit stick. Like, I don't eat that stuff. (laughs) Fermented ham loaf. Like, who can forget the end of a Christmas Carol when the. The the poor boy walks up walks beneath Scrooge's window and uh, Scrooge orders him to the to the deli to uh, or to the butcher to uh, to pick up the shit stick for Bob Cratchit's family. <laughs> I'm Bob Cratchit to eat a big old shit stick. <laughs> Basically, what it, like they had no way of preserving these foods. So how raw was that turkey? Hmm. The biggest turkey. Gross. Lovely. E. coli. Salmonella. These things exist. Puking everywhere. Tiny Tim had polio. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks for him. You're lucky I have notes on this. I mean, you're not lucky. I mean, we're three hours into this shit. It's like... Nobody can possibly be listening for three hours. If they're listening, it's because of my delightful (laughs) repertoire of stupid midget talk. This is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, honestly, th- we're two hours and forty minutes in, but like, I'm probably gonna cut like twenty minutes out of the beginning of this. Well, depending. Why? The beginning was great. Well, just because we weren't talking about anything. But anyway, doesn't matter. Do you? Ha- I mean, okay. Here's what you do: you take the beginning and make it a special outro. <laughs> oh God! Can you hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like two dicks rubbing together real hard. All right. I'm trying to do that. I'm eating another cookie. I don't like that noise. Reminds me of fucking Boy Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) So, did you like your Christmas Carol, Bryce? Did you actually finish a Christmas Carol? We're still talking about it, Caleb. We're still talking about it. We're not going to jump to the conclusion before we're done. Why do you have so many cookies? I don't understand. I was at the office Christmas party today, and I was picking up what I could get. My office Christmas party is January 4th. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. What the fuck is January 4th? Just stop. Like, I don't want, like, just give us money. I don't want that. (laughs) That's funny. Look at dumb. 
Do you have any points along the way, or are you just like jumping off of my points? Um, I like Charles Dickens. He writes a good story. <laughs> Again, you're jumping to the end here, and I'm not done yet, Caleb. I'm not done. <laughs> he gets paid by the word, though, so he could probably use a better editor. <laughs> he goes on too long about dumb shit that nobody cares about. Dude, I have so much to talk about. Like, you don't even know. <laughs> I know it's, like, pushing 10 o'clock right now. I have so much more to talk about. Okay. <laughs> um, did you notice that on, on page 29, the narrator's... <laughs> Specific. I read an ebook version. I don't know what page it was. <laughs> the the narrator suddenly starts using I. Did you notice that? Who was the narrator? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to just be Dickens or if it was supposed to be an actual character. I wondered that when I read the book. I was like, who's the fucking narrator? Yeah. And then those eyes, like somebody's telling you the story. Is this a... Yeah, and history it's not, or it's not consistent, and I don't know. I haven't googled that or anything. If anyone talks about that, but I don't know who the narrator is supposed to be. And in uh, in the Disney version of the movie, the the narrator ends up being Bob Cratchit, which kind of doesn't make sense. But no. uh, but uh, I don't know. I I have a feeling it's just supposed to be Dickens. But it's weird because it's not consistent. It's like page 29 and then it happens again at like in, in, in the 40s somewhere. But then it never happens again. And it doesn't resolve by the end. And it's really weird how there's just occasional eye usage. And I really think he he wrote this. And I, I had some education on this thing in high school, but I... I'm not. I don't remember, and I couldn't find details online. But I think he wrote this just for money. Yeah, he did write it just for money. I was looking to see if it was published in serialized form, like a lot of works at the time. But that was not. It was published in six thousand copies as an original story. So I don't know why he had that that perspective switch. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's really weird. I wish I had a cookie. Sorry. All I got is. Metal cap. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what, Caleb? Do you remember page thirty six? Like what? What in the world? Page thirty six. Remember that? Yeah. Remember page yeah. thirty six. Is that the page where I stepped it into the New Yorker, or was that after? <laughs> this is a fucking joke. This is a fucking <laughs> complete joke. Yeah. Okay. Where's the book? Where's Stay the book mad. Go? Stay mad. Stay mad, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. All right, page 36. Yeah, like me, can't get into the goddamn New Yorker. It's easy as pie. <laughs> right about lesbians. That's all you got to do. <laughs> all right, page 36. Come on. Flip, flip the page. Page 36. 31. 35. 36. Okay. My phone at. I didn't need a phone. I, I need to see what words I was looking for. Fifteen bob a week. What? <laughs> <laughs> you ready? 
and perhaps it was the pleasure the good spirit had in showing off this power of his, or else it was his own kind, generous, hearty nature and his sympathy with all poor men that led him straight to Scrooge's clerks. For there he went, and took Scrooge with him, holding to his robe, and on the threshold of the door the spirit smiled and stopped to bless Bob Cratchit's dwelling with the sprinklings of his torch. Think of that. Bob had but fifteen Bob, quote-unquote, Bob a week himself. He pocketed on Saturdays but fifteen copies of his Christian name, and yet the ghost of Christmas present blessed his four-roomed house. I don't know what that means. What the fuck's the problem? It's pretty fucking straightforward. What is 15 bob a week? It's a fucking slang for money. He uses his goddamn name. I don't get it. Obviously, a bob was slang for some sort of currency at the time. and His name is Bob it, Cratchit. It's talking about the character's name. It's not currency. It's saying that his name is also a currency. I don't get it. Let me let me look it up. Look everything up. English currency, Bob. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Old money. A Bob was the slang word for a shilling. I'm no way! Stab you in the face, Bryce. That's Why is your so comprehension weird. so poor? Oh my Why god! Can't you figure that out? I don't I know. Even focus on that. Well, well how was that. I supposed and to know that? I mean, his name is Bob. Context, I thought it was like a it. joke. It's in the context. How in the context? context I feel like it was just a, my... it just sounded like a joke. Like 15 Bob. You just herniated my balls with your stupidity. It's <laughs> in the context. I don't get it. How is that in the context? It doesn't say anything about how Bob is a, a like a slight slang for for, for currency. Because like it's his name is Bob, that it's a slang you would currency because he says it, <clears throat> he says it in the sentence. He says uh, Bob, like his name. It's the currency. God damn it! He gets paid in his own name. I don't know how you Why pick up on this fighting? stuff. I don't know how you do it. I don't oh, get it. I didn't even go to college, Bryce. God damn it! You should know this better than me. College is worthless. Things make me think it made me dumber. <laughs> it probably did. Oh, anyway, I'll jump ahead a few things, but oh, my beer's empty. Have you noticed how? <laughs> have you noticed how it's it how like the Christmas Carol movies always portray the ghost of Christmas present as like super happy and jovial and laughing and stuff? But have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? No, I don't watch Christmas movies. Oh my god! I watched one Christmas movie. It starred Bill Murray. Scrooge. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's the only Christmas Carol movie I ever watched. Well, like, there's a Jimmy Stewart movie, A Wonderful World or something. I watched that once. What a Wonderful that? World. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I don't and, like Christmas. In the Disney version of A Christmas Carol, <laughs> the, the ghost of Christmas present is like super laughy. He just, he laughs the whole time he's talking. I thought he had uh, chains and he was spooky. That's, that's Marley. Marley. Oh, that's the first one. So, would you say present? 
present. Yeah, the one, the one that like involves himself with Bob Cratchit and uh, what else? I can't remember what he looked like in the book. And like his nephew and stuff. He had he, like a big hog, didn't he? He's usually wearing a big green robe. Yeah, he had a big old flapping hog, flapping his knee, knee slapper. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Is that what he said? Hog? That was, wasn't that was a jingle in the bells, wiener? Big old what? ding-dong. <laughs> Did I misread that? Big old ding-dong. I don't think big he had a big bob. No. He had a, he had a scabbard that didn't have a sword in it, and he had a torch. You know why he didn't get that fucking bob reference? The same reason you're not in the goddamn New Yorker like me. Because you just don't got it. You know what? I am not a liar like you are. I'm an honest fella. Uh, and I hope everyone hears my chewing and hears how honest I am. Because I'm not going to pretend that I'm not eating while I'm recording this three-hour-long episode. Look, if you got more to go, I'm going to grab another beer. I have a little bit. Cause how I much got... is a little bit? Not that much. But, I mean, do what you want. You want to take a break? I don't need a break. I just, you, here, you talk about how you love not getting the New Yorker and I'll get a beer. I'm going to pause. Oh, I'm fucking hammered. <laughs> hammered. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't realize how drunk I was until I got up. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it works, like when I fell over that stool. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck are we talking about? I think you're saying you love a Christmas carol more than any Christmas story ever. <laughs> um. Oh, we were talking about the Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah, he's real happy and stupid. I felt like when I was reading it, he ne- they never mentioned that he was actually real happy and laughing and whatever. I thought he was just kind of a fucking plain Jane fuckface. Yeah, that's kind of how it reads. Like, the only positive thing that he did was use his torch to, to like, uh, mediate any, like, disagreements on Christmas Day. Mm. You know, he was just, like, smoothing things over with his torch and was, like, making things better and happy and whatever. But, uh, I feel like in the, in the movies that they portray him as, like, Overly, overly happy and uh, laughy and uh, joyful and whatever, and I, I did not remotely get that from the book when I read it this time. You just seemed intense. Book, birds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know did you anymore. Say book words. <laughs> That's all I can give you. Drinking more beer. This beer is so sweet. What the fuck? That. All right. We'll jump ahead. How about how the fact that I I, oh. I have like nothing to say about the end. I mean, partially because I didn't mean finish. I've never read in any book ever. Partially because I didn't finish the book. But what? You didn't finish it? <laughs> you fucking asshole! <laughs> you said you had eleven pages. It takes ten minutes. Why did you finish it? <laughs> I mean, I skimmed over it. It looked like pretty oh. typical of the movies, whatever. You 
ball lick. Why did you finish the book? I had to beat Die Hard and finish the book. You're faster at both of those things. It doesn't matter. You were the one who set the precedent. I wanted to play Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> he didn't say that. He never he said that. the Bill Murray movie and get in New York. That's all I wanted to do. But no, you wanted to fucking play all these hard games and read this long-ass fucking novella. And I was supposed to be reading other stuff. For the record, I think if next year we're still a podcast... Uh, we should do Home Alone. Because <laughs> David Craddock said that the Home Alone NES game is actually really good. I fucking hated that game. It was so hard. Oh, you played it? I don't know. I played a bunch of Home Alone games, and they're very difficult. I it? had I had them growing up, and they were terrible. Oh, that's cool. Pissed me right off. You want to talk about fucking getting mad at stupid Die Hard? Play Home Alone. <laughs> well, he said they Home were Wolf. good. I, I'm I'm intrigued. But um, we'll we'll jump ahead. Yeah, we'll jump ahead. Although I I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous. Three hours into this podcast, but um, <laughs> the 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 end of the Ghost of Christmas Present. What do you think about how underneath his robes are? Like, there's the boy and the girl. The boy is, I think, ignorance, and the girl is want. Oh, I thought the guy was just a pedo. What? Well, the guy was a diddler, you know? Grade 8 diddler. You got fucking kids in his room. Come Ew, on, Caleb. Icky. Come on, You talk about this every DPW podcast. You don't have to bring <laughs> pedophilia into this podcast. <laughs> it brings listeners, okay? They, that's what. That's why they watch Dateline all the time. Like, they want. They want to fucking hear about gross diddlers, and their comeuppance. <laughs> that's all you got. I don't remember what you said. Ignorance and stupid. Ignorance uh, and want. Remember that? How there's like yeah. two little. There's a boy and a girl underneath the Ghost of Christmas Presents robes. Yeah, I like that part. That's all? That was dumb. That huh? was a stupid metaphor for nothing. I thought so hard time. about this, and you're just over there just... I didn't like it. <laughs> Look, I don't like diddlers. I don't know about you, but I think they're fucking gross. Are the go... Are, are, is, is ignorance and want Scrooge's top two sins? Is that why they're underneath his robes? Or is it just like a random like rush on Charles Dickens' part? I think he just wanted to finish the story and get paid. Do you think, or is it just because you're drunk? Mm, the latter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, also because you're drunk, you're in a rush to finish this episode. Look, I'm not in a rush at all because I'm already. Don't know what I'm doing. So all right, it doesn't well, really matter. I just all I know is I didn't give any thought to that. I just wanted to be done with the book. Do you think that these hauntings happened to other people besides Scrooge, or is this, or does it just happen to Scrooge? Well, I know for a fact they happened to uh, Malachi Darwin because he had a similar experience, and. Uh, Carniferous Charles did, and who's the third guy? Uh, Desmond Wright. Who are they all had the same experience. Who are these people? I don't know. I just made them up. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, I just made my own Christmas carol. 
Did you seriously just make that all up? Yeah, I have an idea. So, A Christmas Carol, (laughs) but through history. So, you have A Christmas Carol set in the 1500s, one set in the 1940s, one set in 2003. You can have some fun with The Christmas Carol because then you have, like, you know, different versions of Scrooge. Hmm. Because think of, like, a 2023 evil CEO of Amazon Jeff Bezos and he gets visited by the Christmas past and present and does he listen? I don't think he does, but it would be interesting to see. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I like the name Malachi. I don't even know why I thought you of You made it. all of that up just now. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I do that cuz I'm a fucking fiction serious. writer. That's why I get in the goddamn New Yorker and you don't. You didn't get into the New Yorker, you son of a bitch. Like you could be angry about it, but facts are facts. Are we going to talk about Dickens' butthole, or are we going to talk about Dickens' butthole? Dickens' butthole is very tight. Do you know anything about his butthole? I know that it had a grease ratio of 4 to 1, which I thought was impressive for the time. (laughs) A grease ratio. (laughs) You know, grease to dry. Pretty... So pretty you, crazy. You might not believe me, but I'm referencing Charles Dickens' butthole because Charles Dickens' butthole <laughs> is an actual topic of conversation, as it should be. Uh, Charles Dickens had many, ma- many a uh, medical phenomena. During his active writing period. And one of these phenomena was one anal fissure. <laughs> that has nothing to do with grease. That is a cut. That is a split in the anus area. Charles Dickens underwent surgery on his butthole. That's not pleasant in those times. Without anesthesia. The man should have ate more fiber. Could you imagine? Yeah, that wouldn't be pleasant. I will add, we discussed this in my high school English class. (laughs) Charles Dickens' butthole? Can you imagine writing all the works he did and people were talking about your butthole hundreds of years later? I remember my English teacher saying the word butthole in my class and talking about I imagine Charles Dickens on a uh, on a medical bed conscious while he's getting surgery performed on his anus writing a Christmas carol and I had to google whether or not that was real or not it turns out not but he did. He was conscious while he was getting surgery performed in his butthole, and uh, I can't imagine enduring that. Um, I don't know what age that was. I think it was in his one. Of, I think it was in his younger years. I'm not sure. But well, what kind of surgery would they be doing? Just sewing them up? I don't know. Sometimes they're cutting your butthole when it's already cut. Like that don't make sense. I don't really know. I maybe, but. I mean, regardless, could you imagine? Unless he had hemorrhoids, too. 
Maybe. I mean, could you imagine getting that done on your on your fucking ass? I mean, like, I'd like to not think about it. Yeah, that would hurt so bad. There's so many nerves in there. Yeah, I guess there are. There's... Let me look up Charles Dick at the butthole real quick. But yeah. oh, gonna regret this one. Oh, I spelled <laughs> spelled it in Spanish. How did I even manage that? <laughs> oh, my phone or computer's yelling at me. Charles Dickens a bum hole. The dark side of Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> From the quivering pen. <laughs> okay, I can't do that. Charles Dickens top ten asshole moves. I don't even want to know what that is. Uh, who's the biggest asshole in history? Most would say Hitler. Some would say Charles Dickens. What? <laughs> <laughs> Second, Mussolini was a guy. Donald <laughs> Trump is alive. Like, what are we talking about, Charles Dickens? For? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm getting uh, uh. Let me just go to images. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. Okay, I'm not looking that up anymore. Well, that was bizarre. I don't. I don't like. I don't like that information. I wish I. I didn't receive it. That's well, I'm glad that you did and that you're uncomfortable because I've been living with it for uh, 21 years. Or no, 11 years. 21 years. My fucking lose my mind. 11 years. You're going to tell me next Dostoevsky had erectile dysfunction? Probably did. But, uh, I mean, we can start wrapping this up. Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol in about six weeks. And... I've read that a lot of the reason that we say Merry Christmas in America is because A Christmas Carol was popularized so much and he used the term Merry Christmas instead of Happy Christmas so many times in A Christmas Carol that it became the norm. And I don't know why it became the norm in America and not in England or Great Britain or whatever, but I've read that it, like, really established that over Happy Christmas. Mm. He didn't invent it because it was, you know, like... Uh, it was in the Christmas carols before he he said it, but... Yeah. I have a but... customer... Uh, one of the corporations I deliver to, one of the security guys, every time I leave, he says, have a happy. And I don't like it. It's a weird way to like not have a good day, don't ha- not have a good one, not have a happy day even, just have a happy. That's all weird. he says? Have a happy? Yeah, he says, he says have a happy. That is it's really like a weird. complete thought. He says it every day for the last 14 years. I'm like, I don't That's like it. so weird. Have a happy. Have a happy. I mean, it's his catchphrase, I guess, but I don't like it. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. Have a happy. Happy what? Have a happy walk. You fucking guy. Jesus Christ. People have weird things they say. It's well, Caleb, not... what did you drink today? What did I drink today? Oh, God. This evening. I had two mad elves. I had hair brandy from Schwarzenlagen and Slorgenflurgen. Mm-hmm. I had 
Clandest, Clandest, Clandestine, Clandestine, Absinthe. I had a London Kugel Red Lager, and I'm drinking this Radler from Pitcher's Brewing, which is some kind of grapefruit orange beer. Is that is that one I've had before, or is that a new one? You probably had it. I I had these when you were over before. Is that those, like, those, like, let me see it. Mm. So good once it hits your lips. This one tastes like a juice. It doesn't. After all that other strong beer, it doesn't taste like anything but juice. Right. Yeah. Looks that's familiar. the guy on the unicycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I think I had that. That was good. Butt went numb. I don't like this. Oh, jeez. New chair from butt. My butt. My butthole. I'm gonna be like Charles Dickens. I'm gonna get surgery because of brace. <laughs> Yeah, well, a 10 hour podcast for no reason. You think we analyzed Die Hard and Christmas Carol hard enough? Not good at all, actually. I think we did a poor job, but Probably. I don't think people listened for our analysis of anal sis of <laughs> Christmas Carol and uh, the, the stupid Bruce Willis movie. I don't think anyone listens anyway, but. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we got drunk, so that's a bonus. Yeah, something accomplished. I mean, if we do, if we have to do this from now on, I'm, I, I mean, I guess I'm fine with it. I, I don't know. I don't really want to have to consume this many calories all the time on a regular basis, but at least it makes it more fun. Anyway, I don't know, but uh, in any case, I do like talking about games and books, no matter what it takes to talk about them. I think it's important to talk about games and books because games and books are both part of culture. And I think we've talked about David Craddock enough in this episode, but he made it, I don't know, he, he really like solidified the fact that they're both relevant parts of our, uh, of our lives. Uh, and they kind of go hand in hand because not only are they stories, are they written stories on both ends, but people made both of them and those people all have stories as well. And I think that was a really good point to make to uh, understand the people behind um, the books and the games and, and the games and the books. Yeah. You know, we probably got to dove more into the people behind uh, die hard, but I, I won't have to do that. Today. Nobody cares about die hard. It's like 40 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. What is die hard? Like it's at least still, 30 years old. It's still relevant, but I don't really. I think we're. I don't really care anymore. I mean, we're three hours in. I don't. Whatever. I don't give a shit, bro. Anyway, hopefully you guys all enjoyed this uh, super <laughs> special, absolutely terrific, wonderful, festive Christmas episode of Arcade Bookshop. I was and... just degrading into drunken nonsense. <laughs> Talking about ball fungus. That's how we started the episode. We're, we're, we're drunk. Chipping ball away. Chipping, chipping away. away the old ball fungus. <laughs> and it went uphill from there, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. Anyway. We thank you all for listening to Arcade Bookshop. Hope you enjoyed this Christmas. I hope you enjoy your Christmas holiday. Your time holiday with your family. Price. You can't say Christmas is holiday special. You don't want to offend. I already advertised non- it as a Christmas special. Well, now you're gonna I think we're talking about Christmas is Christmas time. It's it's different from everything else. It's mm. we celebrate Christmas even if we're 
religious or not. But anyway, we thank you for listening. And whether you celebrate Christmas or not, we're talking about these Christmas-specific features, including Die Hard and A Christmas Carol. Hope you enjoyed these cultural conversations while we are both drunk continuously out of our minds. Thank you for listening to Arcade Bookshop. Stay tuned for our future episodes. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you like listening to us, shoot the shit about video games and books. Please tell a friend to listen. Personal sharing is by far the best way for us to grow and continue putting out good content and increasing the quality of our show while Caleb flexes his muscles on the camera. I don't know if it's picking up because I wasn't talking. Now it is because I'm talking. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, as long as the recording shows up in my Google Drive. Yeah, yeah. And please remember to rate and review the show if you haven't already. And this end looks like I got really big arms. I'm like a giant midget or a little giant. I think I'm. I look like a little giant. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at arcade underscore bookshop and TikTok and YouTube at arcade bookshop. If you have any game and book recommendations, you can DM us anywhere or email us at arcadebookshop at gmail not only would we love to hear some cool ideas for the show and not have to think of them all on our uh, on our own, but if you're interested in being a guest on the show, reach out. Let us know. We interviewed David L. Craddock last week about his book, Long Live Mortal Kombat. And if you have something something interesting to talk about, we can uh, we can have you on the show and talk about it as well. And Caleb, what's going on with DBW? You got rolled metallic there, bro. You sounds very robotic. Well, I didn't on my end because I'm present with myself. Uh, what did you say? Oh, Caleb, what are you up to? <laughs> hey, thanks for asking. So I have this podcast. It's called the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. It's been around for so long that I don't even remember the start date. Uh, you can follow it at DPW Podcast on X, not Twitter. It's not allowed to say Twitter. It's X. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Those are all things people use. Um, you can also follow me at CalebJamesK.com. I'm on Blue Sky, but I do not update on there. I don't <laughs> update anything anymore because I'm like Bryce. I hate social media. It sucks. You know, it sucked TikTok. Glad I never started one. You did, because you dumb boy, but I didn't start <laughs> one. Um, I got this beer. It's pretty good. And Charles Dickens, I didn't know he had bumhole problems, but that's fucking problematic. Um, yep, that's all I got to add. What's your wife doing right now? She's probably sleeping, probably very mad. I told her that, hey, we're going to record a podcast. And she was like, oh. And I said, it won't take long. And she said, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Originally, I was like, oh, cool. Because she was supposed to work a double shift. I was like, okay, cool. We'll be done before she even gets home. (laughs) And then she didn't work the double shift. And I was like, well, even better. Then I could just record a quick hour and I can go spend time with her. 
four, hour, four hours later. <laughs> I've been fucking sleeping in the shed. I'm. I feel very low right now. Like I'm sunk. <laughs> My chair. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening, for all of you who actually stuck around for the full three and a half hours. <laughs> if you didn't, you a dummy, because this is the best episode I ever recorded. <laughs> well, hopefully you all enjoyed it, and if you did, maybe do as we do. Keep a controller in one hand, and a book in the other. I thought you were going to say wiener.